0: Don't you like Kragnos?
1: Oh, sure. Why not? He ran headlong at my turtle and just, like, destroyed it at uh, Circle City Clash. That was, uh, that broke my heart.
0: He kills monsters, man. He kills monsters. Yeah, I
1: know. But I was just like, oh, he's not going to make that 8 inch charge. And then Donnie Gorlitz was just like, 12? I'm like, all right. Did he do that? Did he 36 you? Like, uh, no. He did, like, pointing some to it and I'm oh. like, well it's like I guess if this was like 2.0
0: I could get a ward save if it was by my
1: boat but
0: yeah that's yeah. gone well they they so I I one of the things that that always sticks in my mind when people start talking about nerfs uh, to armies that are certainly problems or or things that are perceived as problems that have to be addressed because perception is reality for a large large extent when you're a consumer entertainer company, right? Like, it doesn't matter if it's busted or not. Like, if it's the perception is there, they got to do something to quiet the masses. So, my my big concern is always that they over nerf stuff. It, it, like, they don't take things that are like a perceived problem or like a problem down to just like a little peg, usually. It's usually like into the dirt. And man, do they come down hard on that terrain piece. <laughs> <laughs> you only get to put it in your territory, which now territories are much
1: smaller. Right. <laughs> um, you can garrison it now.
0: There you go. Yeah, that's it's a buff. That's a, it's a. That's buff. A, that, yeah, There they go. That was that was the bone they threw us. <laughs> no,
1: I actually I actually agree. That's that's actually really interesting because there was we we actually just got into this discussion this week um, in the uh, Indianapolis Discord about like Archeon and and, uh, and GoTrek, for instance. Yeah, yeah. Because they're they're the Bobby Yeggs. They're the boogeyman. Right. um and the question was like is it the scrolls or is it like is it the scrolls that need to be nerfed or is it something else and i actually think that those are two really good examples because i think that one is the scroll and i think one is not the scroll i think gotrek is the scroll because gotrek is just i mean like we're playing grand alliance gotrek at this point we're not even playing order
0: well i, I think that that's i i think that's what makes gotrek more egregious in people's minds yeah 100 well, if gotrek was locked to like one allegiance or like. Like really, only saw a play in one allegiance. You have what I call a known commodity at that point, and known commodities can be addressed. You can counter build for them. You can, you know, you can do whatever you want. But like you, he's like, he's he can be thrown into virtually anything, and is just as just as much of a problem. Archeon needs a little juice. He does.
2: Unbelievable. <laughs> and see, that was
0: that was the thing. Is um so like to your point about Gotrek, they put
1: him in Ko. They put him in Daughters. They put him in Idenf. Yeah. They put him in cities. I think the only list I didn't see him put in was Sylvaneth, and that's mm-hmm. just because I don't really know if Sylvaneth has the points to do so. Just because Alariel is actually good now, <laughs> and I think that putting let's see, seven forty plus four something, seven eight nine ten, yeah, almost like 12 through 1,300 points in two models. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, that's yeah. that's tough to bite off. But yeah. like to your to your point about Archaon, like Archaon, the reason that he's as egregious as he is is because he, it's what you surround him with. If, if Archaeon was the problem, you would see Archaeon in Nurgle lists. You would see archaeon in just stock corn lists. Yeah. But he's not. You're yeah. seeing him in Zinch. Because he can benefit from the Destiny Dice. You've got buffs out the Wazoo that complement his sweet spots. And you mm. just turn him into a... I mean, effectively, he's he's very much like Malarian in uh, Warhammer Legends right now. Because, mm. I mean, Malarian has his... Uh, what's he move? 14. Has a 3 damage lance, goes to 4 on the charge. And I think he has like a 3 or a 4 up ward. I mean, like, he's a go
0: that moves 14 inches. Like, what? Okay. Yeah, yeah. What do you do with this? Yeah, yeah. Take that down a notch. No, I, I, I think it, with kind of tying a bow on this with the Archeon change that we saw in the FAQ, um, I think they identified the correct thing if you're going to target something on the War Scroll, um, which was his uh, Justin Bieber power. Like, yeah, like it, it's. They, that was a, a very prescient, like, decision. They identified the correct one of the correct problems and kind of, like, gave it a light touch. It's once per game now. It's still a powerful effect, but it's once per game, so you can... If it's a once per, then you're kind of gaming for it, right? And And if you're gaming for it, then me, the opponent, understands theoretically what you're trying to set up so that I can, like, mitigate or buffer against it, right? Like, it's... It's interesting because Gottrick feels like it could be solved a little bit with points, and not an address to the War Scroll. Because if his points go up, he starts to become like prohibitive in all of the armies, like the multitudes of armies. But right now, at his points cost, so you can just be like, "Yeah, quarter my army," and and he's he can take like solo half plus of other people's armies. That's a steal. You know, good trade, fair trade, exactly, yep. exactly. Trading up. Yeah, so real quick, um, Hades, how's it going, buddy? Um, your as you can see, your 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 godchild has arrived. Uh, Rantatron three thousand is up and running here. Uh, we are we are back in the studio. Uh, no more phone cast, all rant cast all the time again. Uh, Caleb Kane at work, dropping in to say hi and dropping off a tier one sub for nine years of support. Thank you so much. And uh, I think I saw a follow earlier. So host, thank you so much for the follow there. Um, I am of course the magical Mr. Mephisto, the most dangerous man in Age of Sigmar. This is AOS Rantcast one oh three. Uh I'm joined tonight by by John, aka Elon Eel, it's a pun. Musk. <laughs> uh a pretty unabashed IDK player for 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 years now, and uh part of the Indiana Warhammer Club. So how's it going, John?
1: Going very well. Thanks, man. Um how are you?
0: Uh <laughs> i'm all right i'm all right uh uh narrator he was not all right he was not <laughs> uh i'm getting through i'm getting through it i uh yeah we we talked off air a little bit i'll i'll be fine in a day it's it just uh just bullshit drama who cares um and uh yeah tonight we're going to be talking about a little bit about nashcon i think more broadly just about sort of tournaments in general like i i I'll let you do a kind of guide us through as the ma- the man on the street, right? The the uh, sort of man on the street style uh, reporting, kind of talk me through your your Nashcon kind of experience. And I think we're gonna we're gonna end up on some 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 tangents. Uh, you and I both share in common, just to kind of set the stage a little bit. You and I share shared in common uh, coming over from Mag- Magic the Gathering, and that is I think for many people. Not, obviously, not everyone here plays Magic the Gathering, or everyone that's gonna watch this vod. So I'm gonna try to like go jargon light for purposes well, of, sure. of discussing this but there is some barriers to coming over to a game like AOS or would you say that there are would you say that there's some 100%, 100%. 110% yeah.
1: just Come, oh, coming coming into AOS was system shock for me honestly it was
0: yeah. yeah 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 could i could you elaborate a little bit like like what was it like that i suspect are some are we have similar feelings but but i'm yeah. curious your thoughts
1: so i played magic Fairly competitively, um, chase the pro tour, uh, GPs, uh, back when they were PTQs, before they became PPTQs, and then I think Wizards actually like did away with them. I don't know. I,
0: haven't I yeah, I'm game not, game. I'm not certain. I know that they, I know that some of my friends are still in the competitive scene. Were quite cross with what they were doing to it, but I couldn't tell right. you why. Um,
1: um, I I think the the number one change, um, the biggest change for me was the concept that my opponents are not out to get me. Yeah. Um, that was something that was taught if, if you so if you go to your store or you go to a group that's local and they like to travel around and they like to go to tournaments if they're gonna like adopt you into the fold they're gonna bring you in and try and like make you one of the guys one of the first things that they'll tell you is like never trust your opponent in magic like mm-hmm. don't like don't don't believe them. don't listen to them like you can ask questions they're, they can't inhibitly lie prohibitly lie excuse me yeah they can't prohibitly lie to you but Listen to the judges. Ask if you, like call a judge if you've got a question. That was another thing, by the way. I didn't know that you weren't supposed to call judges at your events. Um,
0: yeah, but. there's a little. I still have a little bit of a culture shock. I know Ian on on the Just Play uh, with the with the uh, Just Saying crew, the Just Play crew, uh, was like he was for a while there trying to, to sort of normalize calling a judge because the whole roll a die and like half the time be just fix the rule at the table right. is. Like, for me, that's still a level of nonchalance that I don't particularly care for because it encourages half the time just being wrong and internalizing the wrong information. I would rather be right personally and figure out what the true rule is. In a non-judgmental, like, it's not... Like, I like I want to know this shit. Like, I'm not being a dick. Like, I know that there's a little bit of... In, in Magic the Gathering, sometimes there's a calling a judge for what I like to call legal slow play. Um, <laughs> but failure yeah, to advance board state yeah 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 but uh but there but but in 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 more earnest in in more sincerity i do actually think it's important for everyone to know the rules and be on the same page and a judge as a arbiter outside the game that can like just pass a judgment and like i think there's something that's maybe i'm standing it because like i'm gonna be judging at acon this this next cycle but like but i think that there's something that we do need to destigmatize i agree i I agree with ian there but like you said in in magic it's like just you don't maybe that's the core because it's not about the judge it's the not trusting your opponent you got it there it is that's exactly what it is it's it's
1: the perception of the community as a whole like the perception when you go to like a magic event is that like you like, always be on your guard. Like, it's very likely that you're going to try, that somebody's going to try and like get you. Like, you're going to get got. Yeah. Yeah. And that is not the case in AOS, at least for as much as I've seen. And I've been in two large regions now, the Southeast and now the Midwest as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I have seen maybe one person that I would say is kind of a shady individual. Thank you. I, uh,
0: I, I it's, it's the thing is, that's the thing is, the people who are shady, or or like in terms of table play, like they tend to get a reputation because there there are few uh, there are few enough of them to where you can just like identify them, and then like yep, that's problem opponent, like you know, and then they just get this like stigma around them specifically, and that becomes like they got to hold that that's their thing now, like and it that was the big jarring thing for me in AOS. I had this fear specifically going to my first my first like AOS tournament sort of outside the LGS of like people calling me for WYSIWYG on everything cuz I had like some heavy, like I had some like converted stuff and I was really worried like if you read the like you read like like forums and stuff or you can go to Reddit like you hear everyone's horror stories right like right. and I was so afraid that I was going to go to a tournament and just like people were going to be like I don't know like you I cuz I had the Shade Spire minis uh inside my skeletons so like they've got like hand weapons instead of spears i'm like someone's gonna call me and like they're gonna be upset with these so i brought extra skeletons in case someone was mad that i had painted the cooler shade spire skeletons and put them in my skeletons right Right. and i did that for my necromancer because i had like a like a sort of like a uh, looks like a like david lopan from from uh, uh, Big Trouble Little China. Like, so he's not maybe immediately identifiable. Like, I was worried that people had to have the model. or And that was the first thing that, like, kind of I noticed. People didn't care. Like, this community just wants the effort there. They kind of, like, right. don't care about, like, if they, if they can see the effort in your stuff. Like, one-to-one proxies are, are usually frowned upon still. But, like, if they see the effort of you trying to convert something or paint something to be that way... I can't tell how passionate you are about Magic the Gathering by looking at your deck. I can tell how rich you are, if it's pimped and you're running a bunch of foils and like alternate art and 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 like beta or and uh, like alpha beta shit. But like, I can't tell how much you actually like this game. Right. Um, yeah. Go ahead. I think
1: that that has to do with like something with the barrier for entry too, doesn't? it? Because I mean, like the, in order to get into like a 2K game, for instance, like there is a higher barrier for entry. In. Warhammer than there is with Magic. Like, in Magic, you can go get a starter box and play FM and you're ready to rock and roll, and that has its perks. I agree, it does have its perks, but at the same time, that also means that just anybody that's having any kind of day can just show up and kind of be a dick. Um, and I say it not to try and scare people away or anything, but
0: it's just because it happens. I, I magic, still have a... Go ahead, go ahead, finish that.
1: Magic players by and large I mean, for instance, uh, I can actually give you a really good example of like a habit that magic tournament players, and as soon as I say this, you're going to be like, yep, absolutely. That I did not realize was a very, very much a stigma with AOS or Warhammer, maybe Warhammer in general, but AOS specifically. Um, you do not drop from events in Warhammer. Um, I, I, I did not know that at first. Um, Price <laughs> Vanderberg, when I was in Memphis, he actually was the one that kind of told me this. He was like, hey, by the way, man, like, I know you're really good at magic if something happens don't drop don't drop just go get a beer have fun just don't drop please don't drop and i was just like ah oh, whatever forget it and then like i very quickly learned i was just like oh snap. Don't Drop at all. at <laughs> like and the way the reason i say that is because in magic if you x2 which for the non-magic vote that means that you've lost two games generally by and large it means you're out of top eight contention if you're out of top eight contention that means that you're not going to be able to win the tournament and if you can't win the tournament a lot of people just say like, "Well, why am I here?" And so they'll drop from the tournament and they'll go to like, I don't know, the Godfathers and go get a pizza roll or something.
0: Or, or they, our our thing was usually jumping into like a uh, like a Legacy side event or an EDH side yep. event. Try try to just try to win some packs to make it worth your trip. Like yep. like you know, and and so we'd usually if you you know you go for the main tournament you were in. Uh, therefore, so I was a predominantly a Legacy player, which is I don't know I don't know the shorthand of that. I guess it's the Legends version. Though not super legends version of, of AOS, you you play with. It's the format that gets to play with brainstorm, so it's the one sure. I like the most. Let's say the divining top. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah um, <laughs> fuck man, I derailed myself with that. <laughs> uh, so I was predominantly a legacy player, so I would show up to show up to like your PTQ or or um you know, whatever, and I would go for, like, the Legacy event, and we started finally near the end there, we're getting, like, Star City Opens that were, like, super Legacy-focused, it was, like, the end for me, for my grinder career, um, was getting, like, really awesome, Legacy, there was, there was just a ton more interest in Legacy, uh, at that time, uh, whatever, so I, I was predominantly in there, and then you would just, like, if you, 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 uh, X2'd, you would drop and then go, just like immediately right. try to sign up for like a drafter, uh, a draft or, or some sort of like a, EDH was coming online around that time too. So EDH playing a, a pod real quick, just to try to win something, just to get make it worth your trip. And and see, even that
1: right there, like just winning something. Yeah. Like that was your mentality. Was like I want to win something. I want to take something home. I want hardware to take home. Yeah. Like that was always that was the magic mindset. And in Warhammer, especially AOS. That's not really the way we do things. and I think it's for the better honestly
0: i I do too I, i'm I'm with you and I think the main thing that I, I've identified is that that Warhammer is a is a is a passion project. It is a labor of passion um that you don't put, build a two thousand point army and like grind your games getting good with a 2000 point army if you don't like have some investment in it with yep. with with magic i had decks that i was more invested in than than others but i'm looking at what the decks to win and decks or decks that uh decks to beat and uh you know the s, the basically the s tier and the a tier i'm just looking at s tier and a tier decks and going like i'll play that one that one's got black and blue in it like you know like it, it cuz i got to i got to get my i got to get my control on dog <laughs> um but uh yeah it, so it was um I don't know, it's just it's just a different thing. And like I I don't think I don't like to shit on magic as much as I was kinda of doing near the beginning. I've got a fondness like kind of rekindled in me since I've I've distanced myself from the from the scene. Like the more I've distanced it from the scene, the more the rose tinted glasses come on and I look back yeah. with fondness. Um but when I was in it, man, like magic meth is not the same thing as, no. as AOS meth. Nope, and, absolutely, and I think that is for the better. And so, if 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 no, if there's no other judgment, I don't need to blo- balloon this out to everybody who's ever played Magic. I'm a better person when I play AOS than when I played Magic: The Gathering, and hundred percent. And that's the only, like, kind of the perspective that's the most meaningful to me. And I like to. I mean, part of the reason the show exists is because I like to sort of like put the passion on display, and sort of help people just like. You know, one, our tournament scene for a little bit had some stigma because we had a lot of the 40K stuff to deal with. And, and you know, there are, so, there are some bad actors out there. You know, they're not... there's It's not a... You know, there's not zero of them. Uh, like you said, you can think of one... Uh, I used to be able to think of three. I can only remember one bad game now. The Like, the more right. years now. Because those other two must not have been as bad of opponents as the one that stands out in my mind. You know, like... They're out there, but I... Don't think going in expecting the bad faith actor is the best way to approach AOS. And I think that that's one of the things that you you, you have to learn. Kind of hard. Like, uh, one of my boys, uh, uh, Minimum Pants, Kyle, uh, in the Pants Mafia, uh, I when I met him, he's the first person I played at a tournament, I spent most of the game trying to figure out if he was authentically that happy and nice. Or if he was angle shooting me, because a Magic the Gathering player yeah. always starts out nice, the like kindest, but the minute they see they're about to lose, you fucking watch the life go out of them, and they become vicious.
1: That was a mistrigger. trigger that was a mistrigger. trigger
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh no, it's cool, bro. Yeah. Sorry, I'm taking taking a time to shuffle, it's, uh, you know, I'm-, I'm nervous. Oh no, bro, whatever, dude. Yeah, you know. And uh, as soon
1: as they draw that seven, and they got no lands in there, <laughs>
0: like, that's it. Immediately. That's immediately. It. immediately. Have you ever played this deck before? Oh no, man! I just borrowed this from my friend. Like, oh yeah, seemed cool. No, I'm selling it after the tournament. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't really like it. It never really works for me. Yeah. <laughs> man, I'm I just sure. top, I just top deck that that Force of Will. Like, this never happens. Cool. <laughs> Fucking! Oh, goddamn it, Magic players. Um, counterbalance the horse of will. like, <laughs> fucking counterbalance. Top's gone now. Good riddance. Good riddance. Yeah, it is. Um. So, so you, uh, so you, you, you I, I think you're still, from my perspective, I think you're still kind of in your journey, uh, react acclimating to to AOS from from Magic the Gathering. But there's sort of like the players out there that I, I kind of like. I watch and I and I'm I'm really pleased to see when when they're like growing as players. You and Nick are both kind of at the to, at the top of my list of people I personally know that I've seen like sort of on their journey. And you both had very different sort of uh paths and things that you had to like figure out and stuff like that. So it's it's really cool. So I guess that leads me to how did Nashcon go for you? Like how was Nashcon?
1: Great. Um, Nashcon is probably my favorite man of the year. Um, it doesn't matter if it's not the biggest. I really don't care. Um, it lets me go home. Um, That's my stomping grounds. I love the area. Uh, Griffin runs an absolutely amazing tournament. I love the format with the whole duel list. Um, his packs are always actually watertight, not GW watertight. Um, they're, just, they're great. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, they're great. I, I, lo- I loved it, man. Um, Nashcon was great. I went three and two. Um, I think I got like 25th overall, something like that. So, I mean. Yeah. Fine.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it was good. See, I, I shifted my expectations to wanting to go three and two, and considering that as, if I go three and two and I see my friends again, and that yeah. was one of the, the expectations I had to shift from coming over for Magic because it was like I have to win something or it was worthless. That was the yeah. mentality I went into Magic with,
1: and such a dangerous mindset.
0: I mean, it 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 it's you're 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 inhibiting your own like fun potential with that mindset, you know, like you really are. So. Plus, I just, like, I'm at the point where, like, the stuff I like to play, and when I first got into AOS, it was, you know, good, S tier, A tier, depending. And, like, I've been so, like, fixated on running exactly the things I want to play now that I've, like, I I feel like I've proven what I've had to prove. Like, you know, I've got my hammer, I've got my, like, I've got, you know, uh, you know, sports awards and shit like that. Like, I'm, like, I'm good on the hardware. I don't have anything to worry about there so now it's like now i just want to like can i take jank and go three and two <laughs> like it's just like a total like uh like it's it's a it's it's the mind shift the mind the 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 mental shift the the perspective that i think helps the most um I so i definitely
1: uh yeah. i definitely had that mindset going into nashcon um because when when 3.0 dropped, if if you ask anybody that talked to me like once 3.0 was like officially here not the whole like lull between right 2.0 right. 2.5 whatever you want to call it once we officially got the core book and we were full on into 3.0 if you yeah. talk to anybody that really knew me they'll tell you I was like really down on Ideneth. um you included I think I, I think I vented to you a couple times yeah no I, I, I remember um yeah it was uh it was really interesting and it kind of took me it took me a couple of weeks and a lot of meditation to think of like what I really wanted to do because my my goal has always been to be kind of recognized as one of the best I not pilots in North America yeah, yeah. Um, and that was always my goal and that's tough but the point that you made to me was now's the time that you get to try and actually do that because yes. when it's easy and everybody does it there's no glory to that you mm. know not to make it sound too you know over the top by any means
0: but... no I mean it, winning you know going five and oh four and one at any event is is difficult on any list at any any point in time some are more difficult than others but when it gets right down to it even if you're on filth you got to beat out everybody else on filth too right like you you got to beat your opponent you got to beat everybody else on filth you got to beat headhunters because when you're on filth everyone oh and they know what you do you're you're a known commodity um but yeah yeah sorry can you just yeah yeah i I think i think it speaks more to the to to the quality of, of the player when you stick with it a little bit you you learn a hard lesson that you can't learn when the army's like the best in in quotation marks. Like you learn to play from the back foot, and that's what makes you dangerous. Like that's what makes you a dangerous in to my mind. Um, yeah, so
1: that that was yeah. You know, like like like
0: of- Bill Sousa isn't known as the best damn flesh eater chords player in North America, possibly the world, because he was taking it during while well, it was Gristle Gore. Right. He. Just did it again. <laughs> like he just freaking rattled off another win with it. Well, everyone's like, we don't know what to do with Flesher to courts. We think it's kind of bad right now. Like, it. You know, that's when you shine. You know, like being good is a, like a prerequisite, but it's the the perception of people in the in the scene that's what you're fighting against, and it's hard to win them over when you're on quote unquote filth. But
1: so, so that that was kind of the the point the point that I came to was. Uh, I realized that if if the option, or excuse me, if, if the possibility of going 5 and 0 was unlikely. And I actually came to the conclusion that it was for a multitude of reasons, no less of which was the fact that GoTrek exists and there's other armies that can take him that do it better than I do. Yeah. It's true that Fish can take him in like Iron Rack and give him run and charge and cover and fight at the start of the combat phase, but there's other armies that just take him into a better environment like for instance marathi like if you take him in marathi like i I don't really know what you do because you have (laughs) one guy that has like a three up ward save and then you have another lady over there who has the most fun and interactive ability ever seen to mankind called the iron heart of Kane, and you're like well crap you don't really know what to do and so then you have to deal with both of those and if you can't well that's unfortunately kind of the position you find yourself in so what i decided was what, but this was before Nashcon lists were submitted. Um, I told myself, I was like, you know what? I love the Leviathan, it's my favorite model, and right now it's my favorite model in AOS. Respect, they redid Respect. It with, yeah, thank you. Uh, they redid it with Broken Realms Marathi, uh, they made it playable. And so, I told myself, I was like, one of my lists is going to be two turtles. Hell so, yeah. by God, that was what I did. So, I took two turtles and Lotan in one list. Um,
0: just to just to God. rub it in, you had to grab a Lotan too. <laughs>
1: well you, you can actually ask michelle it was it was actually kind of funny i woke up in like a fever sweat at like 3 a.m one morning and i was like oh, i can run low tan as a general and everything will fit And she's like what what and i like run out of the bedroom and i like run to my computer i open up like war scroll builder and i'm like all right low tan reavers reavers thralls thralls turtle turtle go trek Volturnos. and i'm like it's 2,000 points i can do it so i did um and then, believe it or not that was actually the list i played four times out of five at Nash.
0: amazing Amazing. What was what was your record with that one? Four out of five, uh four out of five of your time. You two uh two? so
1: that was three and one actually. Um yeah, I did lose. That was the one loss I had. Um I went one to oh no with the other one, which was um it was uh Volternos and uh, Storm Eidolon and I think twenty one ish Landguard. <laughs> uh so no no rend anywhere in the army pretty much, but by golly, you're not gonna rend me either, so if I don't get rend, you don't get rend.
0: Yeah, no, there you go. No, no, fair is fair. Fair is fate. Yeah. Hey, Fluke Skywalker, how's it going, my friend? Um, and I missed it earlier, but Caleb also dropped a 1,000 RDP to remind everyone the chat gang ain't none to mess with. So thanks for that. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah no, the, the only time that I actually played the uh, all the Ishlan and the Eidolon was actually round one against Joe Pagano and his KO list. Yeah. Because yeah. he's like, I got KO, and I was like, eels that can't be rendered. have fun. <laughs> He's just like, all right, I get this. Like, I can't interact with anything. I'm, like, I'm sorry, man.
0: No, no, that's good. No, that's 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 good. No, see, I love the list, the two list format for for kinda like that. It adds that like a little bit of the the poker vibe into it, which I really I really enjoy, and I know you do with your 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 fantastic sunglasses. Um, <laughs> but, Thank you, Isaiah Rampick. Uh, yeah, really. I don't know. Do I not know this story? Are they? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, buddy! Let me tell
1: you a story. So, the first time that I had played Isaiah was at Armed Forces Day this year. Okay. Um, I'm actually gonna take these off because I look ridiculous right now. Um That's But I'm standing, like walking around. I can wear them. But uh, what I, we played the first time at Armed Forces Day this year in uh, Chicago uh, with the uh, tournament hosted by the Grimdark Crew. And when we finally played, we were in the middle of the game, and he told me, like, he puts his hand up, he's just like, "John, I have to tell you something." Right I was just like, "What's up, man?" He goes, "You have one of the most intense stares when you walk up and you're just like watching people play." And I'm like, "Really?" He goes, "I swear, man. You're like you're thousand yards staring, but you're looking like this at a board. It's like right here, man. And you look like you're just gonna like stare a hole in the board." I'm just like, "Do I really?" He goes, "Oh, dude. I'm. I. It looks like you're just like furious about something." I go. Like, oh, i was like three and o, i was like three and oh at the time and i was two and oh at the time going into the bottom or going into third round i was like i'm not mad at i don't i don't think i'm mad yeah I mean, am i mad and i like i stopped and thought about it for a minute i was like no i'm not mad at all he goes i don't know man it's just like you've just you've got this stare and it's just it rattles me and i'm like so i thought about it for a second and i run out to around to the rav and i grab my sunglasses i just like put them on i was like how's this and he goes much better and i was like great i can wear my sunglasses inside now and i have an excuse
0: that's amazing. See, see, now you just now it's a thing. Now it's part of you. Like you're going to be known for eels and sunglasses. Honestly, yeah. if you're going to be known for two things, it's not too it's good, good combo. <laughs> like it, it, it also tracks with the whole beach vibes of 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 Ideneth Deepkin. Like yep. the aether, the beach follows you wherever you go. So naturally, you have to wear your sunglasses everywhere. My shades, man. That, that that aether sea beach, right? Like
1: <laughs> it was. That was also the tournament that he called me a coward because I kept shooting him with turtles <laughs> and sharks. Because he, he was playing Ideneth as well. And he was like, be a man and fight me in the field. And I'm like, no, you don't have any shooting. I'm going to exploit that.
0: Oh, man. Isaiah is a great – he's he's one of those – like. there's so many great people in the Midwest. And he's one of the – the boy wonder is one of the ones that you absolutely have to play a game against at some point in your, your Midwest career. Um uh no my one of my favorite lines is to like yell at my opponent like push your models to the center of the table and fight me like a man like fight <laughs> me like, like, like fight me um <laughs> like you just like I mean sometimes it feels like that's all you really do want to do with Warhammer is like to watch the things go yep. <laughs> and, like, I mean you're playing with toy soldiers like there's there's that small part of of like of like The brain that's still the kid brain, you know, like that remembers doing that with like whatever toys. And
1: I could try and go five and zero, or I could run all my eels at him.
0: See, there's there's a moment like that in most tournaments for me, where I'm like, the right play is this, but the awesome play is this. (laughs) (laughs) We could deep strike nine inches
1: away and get a six inch charge, or yeah, or. We could try for that t- that natural 10 prayer to remove fly from their army.
0: <laughs> By golly. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, Luke Skywalker. Now, hear me out, my dudes. Run four turtles and call the list turtle power.
1: <laughs> that was going to be my Bruce City Brawl list. Um, and I was going to, like, because, so, I, my first turtle that I got when I first had my, my first army that I took to uh, ATC, which is where I met Brendan Melnick. Yeah. I kind of got introduced into the Midwest community. Um, I had that army professionally painted. Um, there's also a the whole like that's a whole conversation, but beside the point. I, I I'll I'll
0: a... defend people who get their army's commission painted. Like I I'll defend so, it. Like I I it's I feel it's weird when, when hobby trophies are involved. But like
1: There you go.
0: Because you're going up against somebody who like you know, like a Bryce or or like yep. a Domus or something like that who did paint the whole army themselves and like that that's where it gets different and I would I'm not judging anyone, because as a rule, I tend not to. I know yeah. if I were in this situation, like, I, if, if Vince Venturella, just as a fucking birthday gift to me, painted, like, an entire Soul Soulblight Gravelord's army, you bet your fucking ass I'm playing that. Like, oh, you, yeah. you think I'm not? Like, but I know if I had, like, won a trophy, I'd have to be like, nah, go to the next person down type thing. Like, is where I would that, that land. That was what
1: it was. Yeah. yeah. That was what it was, because that was, that was a conversation that Mike, actually, um, our club president, um that was the conversation that we had about it because it's just like it's awesome they look great but you can't win best paint because you didn't paint it and i was like well, why not <laughs> kind of you know. it was the magic player in me really that was more than anything but, but beside the point to to kyle's point the the second turtle that i got the one that i bought i painted i mean up, good
0: on you for it. saying it you could have easily passed it off as your own nobody knew who you were oh yeah yet, so
1: no that's that's,
0: just yeah, not that, that's some integrity there so good job thank you yeah um
1: um the the second turtle though, uh, I did paint him orange, and his shell is black. Uh, he also has a noise marine guitar uh, strapped to the howdah. Um, he has a I'm looking at him. He has an abhorrent arch. Like he's actually- just like shredding the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Please stand by.
0: Yeah, yeah. Does I mean you gotta have walk up music being the like the uh, was it M C Hammer did the 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 teenage mutant ninja power song from the first movie? Oh, that's that's awesome.
1: um so yeah you've got the drummer in the back um you've got an abhorrent arch regent who's the lead singer um and then i got really bored so i put hell cannons on his belly (laughs) i needed a ranged attack and i couldn't say that they're gonna like play sound at you because nobody would be like
0: well that's not loud enough to do damage and
1: i'd be like all right well here's a hell drake's hell cannon so like deal with it i guess
0: so you know between your professionally painted army and that conversion that you've done you know which one i like better don't you
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> like, one is metal.
0: The, the one, one that is, is metal. metal. Yeah, the one that <laughs> is metal. Like. <laughs> but that for me, that's what hobby in this game is. Like, even if you're not yeah. the best hobbyist in the world, it's putting yourself on the table, and it tends to like people. Just in our community, respect that. Like they they just there's just maybe it is the dad game like that. Haywo talks about like I have I I suspect the day I solve the mystery of why AOS is as awesome as it is. Uh, will be the day like I'm. I'm like, well, I've solved the mystery, and then I'm like, I'm done with this. You know, I'm my
1: on a skeletal bone steed. Yeah, yeah, I
0: ride off (laughs) like on my on my uh, nightmare. Yeah, yeah. Hulk cannons clearly shoot sonic bullets. (laughs) Turn it up to eleven. Yeah. D minor. Uh, Chat gang respects the uh, respects the uh, vision. (laughs) Tomb King. Hey, it's Tomb Dad. He's gonna be on a. uh, He's gonna be on with a. With, uh, in a couple weeks, with with some of the the folks from party at the All Points, so nice. so yeah. Um. <laughs> I suppose we should probably like loop back
1: around. To, like, I guess we point. could.
0: I guess we could. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so I realized I was like, well, if if five and zero is not really going to be in the cards, then I kind of thought to myself, I was like, well, what can I do? Because right. obviously I'm going to go to the tournament. I'm not just going to drop because I can't go five and zero. It's Nashcon. I love Nashcon. I wanted to go anyway. Yeah. So I came to the conclusion. I was just like, well. I'll go, I'll take lists that I actually just like enjoy playing for the fun of it. And my entire goal was to try and teach somebody, one person. That was all that I really wanted. I wanted to teach one person because I realized it was like, just because I won't be able to accomplish, likely won't be able to accomplish my own lofty goal of like smashing NashCon 5.0 with post Nerf Ideneth, Wham Bam. Yeah, Twitter goes nuts, everything. Yeah, yeah. Just because I can't accomplish that doesn't mean that I can't turn this trip, this tournament, into a success. And I actually got that opportunity on day two uh, when I played uh, a young gentleman. And it was actually kind of crazy because I remember I messaged you and nobody knew who he was. Um, his, I wrote his name down. His name was Randolph DuPont. He's playing Stormcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I saw pairings the night before, I was just like, oh God, it's going to be Annihilator spam. Like, here we go. Like, this is... It's day two. It's gonna be a bunch of. It's gonna be sharks. Like I, I get it. I'm two and one. Like you can, you can sweep the baby seal bracket. Like I get it. It's, it is what it is. Like we'll just, we'll go three two. Call it, call it a day. Mm-hmm. So Randolph shows up at the table. It's like all old models, evocators, um, night justice cars. Like the whole nine yards. Are like old school models. And I told him I was like, I'll be honest. I was kind of expecting annihilators. He's like, I don't like the models, and these are what I had. I was like, respect, respect. Yeah, cool, man. I was yeah, like, like, I told him I was like, That's why I'm running two turtles. I like I could run twenty seven or no, you can't run that anymore, not after the nerfs. Or like twenty four more star Guard. You yeah. could. Or yeah. you could play well, two turtles.
0: To be fair, I do think Reaver spam with like a ah, turtle is gonna start showing up a lot for IDK players. Like mm-hmm. I think that's need, need curse.
1: Do need curse somewhere in
0: there. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. it's not bad. Yeah. Um that's actually
1: something that we can talk about um kind of in a tangent into magic as well, but, decided, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Randolph and I had a fantastic game. um just honest to God like it was a great game and we were neck and neck like I mean Volturnos made like an 11 inch charge around a around a giant tower that I mean like it was like this big like he just like loops this Joker I... impales his, his night vindicator and I mean we were just like it was nuts Gotrek got in it was it was a bloodbath activates with his evocators one shots a turtle and I was like, oh, well, this is bad. And so I'm like, oh, this is really bad. So I'm like, all right, well, we need to need to figure out how we're going to climb out of this. We roll priority and he has his castle on, we were playing, um, it was, I think it was like survival of the fittest or first blood, like the triangle, like the dia- diagonal objectives. Yeah. And he had his castle here and he kind of was like in the spidgeting in the mid and then we were fighting up on the top objective. We roll priority, rolls a six, I roll like a two and he was just like, yes, I'm taking it. And I just, and that, and like, as soon as he said, I'm taking it, it like it clicked in my head. It was like, it was like the, the John that's going to exist in like 20 years. Like dad, John was just like, this is it. This is your opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, so I stopped him. I was like, hold on a second. Let's talk about this for a minute. He was like, okay, sure. What's up. I said, I handed him the GHB. I'm like, what do you see about this scenario? And he was like, he's reading it over. And he was just like, I don't know. I said, these are prime. These are, there are still prime objectives here. He goes, oh, and he, he, like you saw, like the gear started turning, started turning. And so I told him, I said, if you take this, if you take priority right now, you're going to let me go second, which means I get to burn an objective. I'm going to burn the objective that your your castle's on. And all those models pretty much aren't in the game anymore. So we only have two rounds left. You're not really going to be able to get everybody across the board. Right, right. You're going to have to run them. You're not going to have the CP to do so because you can't roll it and then auto six it. So I told him, I said, if you go right now, You probably lose the game. He says, but if I don't go right... And he counterpointed me. He says, well, if I don't go right now, you kill all my evocators. I said, that's true. Yeah, Gotrek's going to get into him. My other turtle will get into him. Um, Yeah, you you will likely lose all your evocators. But you will win the game. Because you will burn the objective that I have. And then I'm going to have to move across the board into you where you already have your castle set up. And so we talked about it for a minute about 10 minutes of discussions and he told me, he goes, he says, um, you know, I I really want to thank you because not a lot of people would have done this. This is, you know, it's day two. We're still in the running where we could go four and one. So you're still in the running for top, like best order. Um, And he said, you know, not a lot of people would have done this and I really appreciate you talking me through that because you know I was being very hasty and I just wanted to take it so I could sweep you off the board. I was 100% understanding. He goes, so yeah, I will. I'll let you go first and I'll burn your objective. And so we played out two more rounds and he, he won it, um, and yeah, so that was that was my teaching moment for uh, for Nashcon, which was kind of like the that was that was my little that was my little Yara that I wore because that was that was my that was my that was my crown that yeah I wore for it.
0: I mean, this is like I, I'm a big fan of like of like this is why I love Bruce City Brawl because he's yeah. got like the wacky trophies and uh, it encourages like looking at the game through a different lens and and rewards and incentivizes you playing it differently. But the thing is, is like the the best moments don't have hardware in AOS. Like, there's just you know, it's just it's just something you got to hold like onto. You know, like uh, the same. Since I talked about Kyle earlier, I'll talk about Kyle again. Like Kyle and I have like Terrain Gate, where we like we shook hands at the end of the 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 match, and our our handshake was so mighty we actually knocked over the terrain and broke it and we just like set it back and like never told anybody <laughs> and, Like uh... and like if I I that memory sticks out in my mind more than, than the like the hammer from that weekend like right. that memory and like when I look at the hammer I don't remember winning you know best death or whatever I remember
1: that interaction
0: yes awesome. yeah yeah, so uh, such a good sport, says Kicker. Um, damn right. Uh, Art, uh, Arctic Circle says So, Chat Gang, I went and checked out a Land Raider that wasn't fully assembled, a friend gave me that's been sitting for over a year. Wrote it and made it a home. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> land Raider, what is that? Some 40K crap? Um <laughs> Um, that sounds
1: like a chaos to me. <laughs> it sounds heresy. Just like heresy. face. <laughs> he just makes the face.
0: Uh, meth is a monster, confirmed, had a rampage. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um,
1: IRL monsters rampages. Oh,
0: no. Man, I have met nice magic players, but even the nicest GT grinder won't be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me talk you through beating me. Well, and, and that's, like, I, I there's a line between coaching you to beat me and teaching, like having a teaching game, quote unquote. And, and... I mean, it's different gears, and these are all, like, there's no, it, there's no, like, manual for, like, learning how to become a better tournament player, in terms of, like, a better person at tournaments, I should say. Like, there's no, and no one-size-fits-all. Like, I could give anyone ad- advice on what, on how I approach tournaments, but what works for me isn't going to, like, I do the villain, the heel thing. Like, I, I amp up my, have got, like, a, we're not going to talk about the fact that I've ordered wrestling action figures for the first time since I was literally seven years old but (laughs) um, um, but I put on my heel persona and like I like I banter with people and I like you know I I trash talk a little bit like a a different person doing that it won't necessarily work for them you know like to get somebody into sort of my delusion is is what I do and you know it's you know what works for like hey whoa um, or how Brendan, despite being like a killer on the table, has become like sort of a cuddly teddy bear as of a podcaster and like a community like favorite. Like, you know how we all have this, we all have to find our like sort of uh, I don't want to say shtick is doesn't feel like the right word because that sounds like inauthentic, but we all got to find our like place, I guess, <laughs> and what works for us in tournaments. And there's there's no way to really coach that. You just have you just got to do it. You got to be aware that you want to be the person who's fun to play against at tournaments, and figure out how you get there, right?
1: I think, you're... Yeah, I think that's that's what it is. Like you you find out what the community is, like how they are, like the, the image of the community, and then you find your place. Like you you either you turn into you know a very well mannered competitive spike, or you play Timmy lists, or you go full Johnny, and you're just like, by golly, I'm gonna roll this box card. Here we go, and yeah. then
0: that's yeah. what you bank on. So. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I I see I mean and 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 nothing and and because I've been on like a quest since I was on Warhammer Weekly a couple weeks ago talking psychographic profiles, I really want to reiterate to people that spikes do not mean that they're whack tryhards. Like no. like it this is it's the worst misnomer. Like you can have Salty Timmy, you know, Salty yeah. Timmy is Salty no Timmy's fun. Timmy is worse than Salty Spikes. <laughs> yeah, well sp- because because Salty Spike respects 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 the game. And not, not to say that Timmy doesn't respect, I mean, they respect getting got, right? Because they're out to prove something, and if someone beats them, like, they gotta go back to the lab. Like, and they, they, it's just you know, you gotta take your beats, kid, like it's, 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 the spike mentality is like, if they beat you that day you had, you, like, someone's carrying your L at any given time you either dodge the L or they're gonna hand it to you, like right. like <laughs> So, yeah,
1: it was that was one thing that um, I, I commented in the chat when Vincent y'all were talking about that um, because I, I didn't really like the idea that Spike was a person um, because I think that that kind of gives the wrong the wrong image to everybody about what being a Spike is because if if Spike is somebody who only plays like Heat like that's all they play like they play Heat they'll go to a Saturday event and they're gonna bring Nagash and Graveguard. And they're gonna be like, "I hope we have fun," and then you're like, "Okay, yeah, sure." That's the F word for it that I'm looking
0: for. Uh, 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 yeah, uh-huh. I, I, okay. I do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Two of my it's, favorite things, and I'm on tape, baby. I've had a podcast for years to so people know where my agenda is with Nagash and Graveguard. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: It's it's uh, not it's not that you always bring heat. It's it's a mentality because if if Spike was. If 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 it's true that Spike is just like the person that only plays Heat, then no Spikes would draft, because that is inherently random and it's a test of your own player skill, and it is going to incorporate your mindset and how you understand the game and then like how you play it. This is of course isn't a magic definition of it, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So the the whole idea that like all, all they only ever play is Heat. All they ever do is they're going to bring the absolute best list that they possibly can. They're going to bring the best deck. They're going to play Esper Control and Return to Ravnica and just be like, D-Sphere, 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 Jace, uh, Architect of Thought, please have fun. Here's an Aether Link. Like, that's that's what they're going to do. If that was the case, and it is just like that they only bring the best thing, then you wouldn't see them playing in drafts, for instance. Because you can't guarantee that you're going
0: to see the best. This is this is why I highlighted like I, I like the thing I like I was trying to hammer home the most is is Spike is about proving something. Often that they're great. Like that they're good at the game. Like they're usually out to prove something. Uh, like you can have the Spike who's like an absolute homer for Iron Jaws through the thick and thin. And what they're out to prove is that they're the best Iron Jaws player, even if Iron Jaws that G H B or that 6 month FAQ period just doesn't have the stuff, right? They they'll if they're like diehard IJ Spike, they're going to they're going to try to beat you anyway or out to prove that they they can take the list the distance or that they have a mastery of this army even if it's downtrodden. Like you know, I, I pointed out, you know, Haywo just for like a, a, like sort of acknowledge uh, because he's he's well known, but like playing Beast Claw Raiders through that sort of dark ages period where they had a book but it was the oldest book next to Flesh Eater Courts, and then Flesh Eater Courts got a book. Beast uh, Beast Claw Raiders did it, and then they were just kind of sitting there for that like sort of it, that that no man's land period where where pretty much an edition went by where they were just you know kind of like over nerfed from some mix uh, from mixed destruction shenanigans, and they were just kind of like meh and middling and um. You know, I know some inside baseball that that Haywell happens to be like pretty decently spike too. Like I think he's a spike to me, much like Vince Ventrella, like people would 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 expect. And he's out to prove that like like Beast Claw Raiders are sweet at all times, right? Like it doesn't. Um, I I don't think that like meta chasing isn't is a spike thing. By the way, I think that's just a a people thing. Some people like there's a there's a recency bias. Like sometimes you just want new toys. Right, that, that it yeah. could be as simple as that. I want new toys, and people tend to have various insecurities when it comes to competitive games. I know that we have a very friendly competitive game, quote unquote, but it's a competitive game. There's a win condition. People tend to be in- insecure when a win condition's on the line, so they don't want to put they don't want to put themselves in a position to where they're exposed that they might be bad or, or whatever. So they do want to try to like play something that's going to like help buffer their chances or that's going to not ex- leave them exposed. Uh, just in, in in ways that they're not re- prepared to like sort of process like, I, I there are, I mean more than, you know these are stigmas that like in the tournament scene. That exist from other things, and then once you sort of like end up in in Age of Sigmar, you're like, like whoa, people are complicated and like interesting and you what know are the odds? yeah I know um <laughs> like wait this person who's like chasing the meta uh you know Isaiah's had like. Uh, I think there was a span where he was, he was sort of like always on the next sort of like thing. But if you knew him, you realized he was chasing a best in grand alliance of any given time. Right. And he's like, I haven't had my death one yet. So now I'm going to play an Agash and I, I need to get my chaos one. So I'm going to play some and you know, and he was doing that. And it, for a period you'd be like, you're you're like, Oh, is he just meta chasing? You're like, no, he has personal like achievements in mind. And, and if you look at someone walking up to the table, on Slanesh at the time. This is why I'm pretty anti-comp takes from people. You have no idea why someone's putting that Gatrick in their list. They might have put it in their list before he got good. What about that? It, it takes me like six months to get a fucking army together. Chances are by the time, whatever hotness I've discovered, like, by the time I get it I get it to the table for a tournament, like, whether it's still there or not, remains to be seen. You know, I who knows?
1: I played Gotrek because I could put him on a crab.
0: I see. I figured you you did play him because you're a whack meta chaser, but like, um, (laughs) but then I saw you had two turtles, and I'm just like, okay, respect.
1: (laughs) Funny enough, um, I I actually so when I played Josh Lopez, he he's actually the only person that killed Gotrek through the tournament. Um, He killed him with witch elves, by the way, because I failed eight three ups in one combat phase. I don't want to talk about it. Please don't. (laughs) Um, but I did find out after the event, um, Gotrek is actually on a thirty-two mil base, and I had him on the forty mil scenic base because I thought he was supposed to be on the bigger one. Yeah. yeah. So um, Josh actually got a lot more Witch Elves in than uh, he should have, so I demand a rematch because uh, that 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 was. Uh,
0: no, no, that's uh, fair. That's fair. No, no. Uh, Gotrek and Eltharian as the Legolas and Gimli of Ao. <laughs> that's what I'm running. I love it. Ooh. I love it see i respect it like and again you know i I remember right around the time slanesh was like sort of peak heat and i don't think we're gonna see i my perception hasn't been like people are as heated at like even like zinch archeon right now as they were at like peak slanesh um and i remember like the like hardcore diehard slanesh fans who had just waited their whole life for slanesh to be good and watching their hearts get broken as like everyone's, like, just becoming angry at anyone who pulled Slanesh out at a table, and I'm just like, one, okay, yes, it's out of line, and GW needs to fix it. That That's neither here nor there. Like, fine, yeah, uh-huh. But you can still re- respect the person playing it, because you have no idea what's going, you know, you know, what's going on with them, and why they're bringing it to the event, and so on and so forth. And, by the way, even if they are playing it because it's really good and they're there to win, you know they're, like... Congratulations, you know their agenda. They went to a competitive tournament and tried to win it. Oh, the huge manatee. Oh. <laughs> like...
1: I felt like, so when Slanish was at like at its peak, and then when it started its descent, looking back on it now, it almost feels like a Buster Keaton movie, because it's just like he hit a rock, and then he fell and hit another rock, and then he fell and hit another rock, and he fell and hit another, <laughs> yeah. another rock, yep. and then he's hitting the ground, and he's just like, all right, well, we can manage, and then he gets hit by a truck. <laughs> yeah.
0: It really was, man.
1: You're like, huh? Yeah. At least we're not slanish.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's the thing is, like, I mean, we we did see like when those first set of tournament results came out, like, there's that the week of tournaments and 3.0 was here, and we saw two four and one slanish lists, and uh, just like a just a really good like sort of kaleidoscope of like Mm -hmm. all the various factions sort of in the top ten, like or or podiuming, and you just went like, hell yeah. You know th- that gave me a lot of a lot of confidence in 3.0, um, and I got to address one more thing. Well, that would have been a perfect transition about like so. How did 3.0 go for the tournament? And I could have had the professional transition, but I choose to go for the tangent here. Uh, Fluke Skywalker says Nagash is spike his death magic uh, harder is har- uh, he death magic's harder than anyone. So Nagash his psychographic profile is certainly a spike. Nagash the model. Is Timmy, Timmy Johnny, like Timmy likes big effects. It doesn't get bigger than like holding a Gatling gun of magic spells and just going ciert 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 eight times.
1: True, but he's also too consistent. So like that's that's the thing is that like if your if your goal is just to be like I want to just rattle off arcane bolts, that I agree that's that's Timmy, that's Timmy Johnny. But when you're just like I'm going to try and rattle off arcane bolts, sure hope I don't roll snake eyes. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> and then you're like, all
0: right, well, I do it. <laughs> well, I mean, but, the I mean, he is, you, I mean, you you are hoping you don't roll the, the snake eyes. You usually are buffeting him up and throwing him straight into combat. Like, you know, um, Gotrick's kind of like, I think anything, it, it can exist in a Timmy space in AOS, just because the mentality. Um, Gotrick feels hard spike to me, because it's just like, Gotrick is peak efficiency. Like, look at what he does. Like, he can't hold all these limes. Like, he has peak efficiency. Um, Archeon, Johnny Spike. Because you gotta, you gotta give him the, you gotta give him the, you gotta (laughs) help him. And Nagash, while he is a, like, sort of self-contained, like, piece, in in more of a Gotrick sense, leaning him a little bit towards the Spike, it's what you do with, with... All of the spells he has available that pulls him back towards Johnny. And again, wanting to, like, buff up with protection of himself. You know, the spell. He's like, you know what? I need a five-up uh, death a save. <laughs> like, buffing him up and, like, hurling him into the enemy and just, like, trying to have the death god kill you in co- melee combat is a pretty satisfying Timmy feel. Like, I'm here to say. I'm here to say. Uh And, uh, yeah. Um... <laughs> Gotcha. You,
1: you actually, you, you said something um, just a second ago before we uh, formally transition about how the first week, like after we went into 3.0, yeah helping you transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: get, get the segue back.
1: <laughs> um, I actually think that that's actually a really good time to measure the acumen of pilots because... We're so fresh into a new book. And obviously, AOS doesn't have the same luxury like Magic does. So in Magic, for everybody that doesn't know, is we're going to just keep harkening back to Magic this entire night. Also, by the way, the, key, the reason I keep looking down is because I have my seven cards and I'm flipping them. Um It's just, you know, it's how I relax. So it is what it is.
0: Is it really? That, like you know no oh,
1: 100%. Oh, 100%. If I'm in meetings, oh yeah, I'll, I'll be muted. I'll just be flipping seven cards.
0: Interesting. I, I fidget it, with... It's with... seven
1: lands. They're, they're forests.
0: That's interesting. I fidget with various things. Like I, I don't have like a single thing. It's usually uh clicking things. I this is a, a horrible habit and I'm trying to not have it. If I had a, a mechanical pencil nearby, I'd be doing this with it. Like oh, sure. getting the lead out and then pushing it back in. Um I fidget with everything. Um turns out I, I think I might actually have ADHD. I've <laughs> just like never been diagnosed. I I know I said that laughing, but like I, I Probably do. I'm gonna probably go talk to somebody professional because self-diagnosing is 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 uh you know it's yikes. But uh oh,
1: you don't go to WebMD for everything?
0: No, I don't. But I did check out WebMD and I checked like all ten boxes, like, and it sure. wasn't just like I kinda checked all ten boxes. It was a hard like this isn't just like sometimes. This is every day of my life. I'm like struggling with these things, and then I watched a a YouTuber. Uh, with a video called Oops, I Have ADHD, where he talked about, like, not realizing he had it for a long time. And then, like, a friend was like, hey, you might have ADHD. And then he went and, like, talked to somebody afterwards, and it was confirmed. And he described, like, just a day in his life. And I'm like, the, he just described my exact experience, like, day to day. From losing his keys at the start of the day to, like, the decision paralysis he gets with, like, making stuff or doing stuff. I have shared on this show several times, like... Uh, it's called Executive Dysfunction, by the way. I didn't know that, that, that it had a name. Um, I I was sitting there and, like, I'll sit here in front of my screen when I have, like, say tomorrow night, I'm free. I, I can stream anything I want. I will get in front of my computer and know that I want to stream and that I have to stream, and then I will, like, sit here and I will get paralyzed not knowing what to stream, and then, like, the, and it just, it overwhelms me, and then I will, like, end up basically doing nothing for hours or, like, Then I fall hyperfixate on something else and like go down a fucking like Wikipedia spiral, like suddenly needing to know everything there is to know about tying ropes. You think that's hyperbole? Literally happened. Like, I believe it. Like one day, just now I know what all the ropes are. Like, (laughs) in case I ever need
1: to tie a knot.
0: Oh, I'm very kinesthetic too. Like this is this is confirmed, and I'm a. Uh, I'm an auditory learner versus a uh, visual learner. So, like, uh, this is like, I, I can't, if you can't talk to me while I'm like doing anything else, I just, I'll block you out. Like, it just, uh, like, if I'm reading, I zone out everything else. And, like, I, and you can't, yeah. I, I'm a horrible multitasker. I can't multitask for shit. Uh, turns out I have conversations and I rant and I cut people off. And, like, that's a,
1: it turns out that's like an ADHD thing, too.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm kinesthetic. I a podcast about that. Yeah, I have a podcast about this. Uh, sorry, I cut you off there. Uh, turns out, but yeah, we, mm. yeah, uh, we we're talking about 3.0. You had a proper segue, all all set up for us, and I ruined it. Yeah, twice.
1: so nice, nicely done. You got me back to it, by the way, because I was completely, I had completely lost my train of thought. So in in, in magic, there are rotations that occur <laughs> exponentially more quickly than they do in magic, or excuse me, than they do in Warhammer. Yeah. So and obviously in Age of Sigmar, we went from 2.0 to 3.0. We were in 2.0 for I don't know until after the Idaneth book was released, until there's still not another Idaneth book released. Thanks, GW. Appreciate that.
2: Mm-hmm. that
1: mm-hmm. But in Magic, when a rotation occurs, certain cards are no longer allowed in standard. And standard, of course, is if you're going to chase the, the Pro Tour, like that's what you're playing. You're playing standard or you're playing draft.
0: And Easiest like, to get uh, get your Pro Tour points uh, uh, on, on it. Yeah.
1: And the thing is, on that, day zero like like week zero the week the first week of the open for instance because like you'll have fnm one night and then that next saturday there will be an open of the new standard and of course there's people who would play like friday night and then they would drive to the open friday night after fnm and then they'd play all day saturday be completely exhausted and me and two of my buddies did not do that from back home all the way to indianapolis one time and we didn't almost die in the middle of kentucky i promise that's the point
0: (laughs) inside the point (laughs) Um, you know, this is a show where you're allowed to go down tangents. <laughs> it's, but, no, go it's on.
1: it's it's a measure of the pilot's skill because they see there there hasn't been time because in Magic you have this whole stigma of like net decking. I hate it. I think it's a stupid term. I I don't like the idea that people are yeah like, oh, we well
0: we call it net listing here, but yeah, net right de- net decking, net listing. Go ahead.
1: Like uh, the whole concept of like oh well you're only meta chasing by and large like oh well you're only playing it because it won. Goonhammer, or because it wants uh summer slaughter or whatever it might be whatever the reason is in magic that week zero you don't have that luxury like there is no uh top eight boards for you to see like what's won the last six opens for you to see like okay well this is east coast and we're seeing a bunch of this this was in the southeast we were seeing this deck and etc etc well on that first week it's really all about like how well you are as a pilot to say these are all the cards that are going to be in the new set. These are all standard legal. What's the best thing that I can make with this? But, and so that first week is when you see a lot of people who are very good at determining value in their cards, like generating the most value out of their cards and utilizing that for that first week. Well, yeah, those I, people, the people that just play red deck wins.
0: Well, I think you also have like this is where the innovator, like the 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 list builders and the net net, like the the people who establish what go on to become the netlist this is when the innovators first show up like you have innovators and pilots right um i tend to be a little bit better on the innovation side of magic than i do the piloting side like um so i play decks that like i like to have decision making in my my decks you know i I talked about brainstorm earlier brainstorm has the most decision points of any card in the in, in in magic the gathering it's my favorite card um but like you know I'm not going to like play the pants out of you. I'm going to have I'm going to have been clever more clever than you. You know, I'm right. that's how I'm going to like usually do. So this is when you see people innovate. This is why I love this moment right now in Age of Sigmar. Yep. I exactly. This moment right now because one of the things that I where I thought you were going with this was like the lag time uh in in AOS versus Magic the Gathering. I can grind goldfish, it's calling, right? Like I I literally proxy up a deck and I sit there goldfishing for hours. And I end up with dozens, maybe even a hundred games in. Like when I I uh, proxied up Canthresh. Like we we looked at the top eight when, when we first started grinding. Uh, Haywo myself and at the time our, our friend I think Nick was had Nick joined us yet or not on our on our. Anyway, um, we we um we proxied up everything in the top eight, and we sat there gold fishing against uh, gold fishing one ourselves with our decks that we were trying to thinking of building, and like. Playing, he was sitting across the table just playing his own goldfish games. I was sitting over here goldfishing. And I remember goldfishing can Thresh. And just thinking Canadian Thresh. Uh, for, for people at home. I remember... And I'm like, it's like you don't even pilot it. It's a deck that pilots itself. Like you literally... Can you can you do the thing now? You do the thing. I'm like, I've never seen a... So that was my experience. But like you, you have that luxury. You can do that. And I actually as far as like proxying in AOS i think we can benefit a little bit more from like proxying and uh gold fishing a little bit i will practice my deployments on uh it's become this table this is about my deployment space here uh i've got another glass table over here that's a lot much bigger and i can like lay out some some of my terrain and like i will practice my deployments on that. If I don't have all the bases handy or like all my my proxy models, I will grab a couple of the bases, trace them out on a sheet of paper in, in the uh the configuration I would deploy them in. And I will deploy those pieces of paper. And the fact the fact that you just grabbed a flare and I can just like reach
1: here and grab an eel is just like enough, <laughs> I suppose, to determine like where we are in the scheme of things. <laughs>
0: Dude, I could like reach back in time too. This is how good I am, and just like grab <laughs> clown gash. Oh, I've heard of that guy before. <laughs> Old gash. Yeah, yeah. Got Vlad here. That, too. So to to the point of of like proxies
1: before we actually like actually probably need to stop and segue. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um.
1: When COVID hit, like TTS took off like a like a bolt of lightning. Man. Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah. Single. I I
1: still use it. Yeah. I still use it way too much. Honest to goodness. But the thing is, is that it's it's such an an interesting tool because you get, you get the ability to play people that you would never get to play before. And I don't mean that in the, in the sense of you get to play more people and it's nice to meet new people. You get to encounter people who just like look at this game from a completely different sense than you ever could possibly imagine. Um, So for instance, just, just this past week, we just wrapped up um, release the beast. It was a six round event. Um, Ended up going like three and three, uh, and there were members of the Russian ETC team on there. I mean, I I, I can't go I can't You're go welcome. to GP South and I can't I, yeah I can't go to Russia and play them in yeah, Sigmar, yeah. as opposed to going on Discord and being like hey LFG 2K comp, and somebody messaged me and I'm like we're into a game, and like that's it's so interesting. But I think more than that, and I and I would actually kind of interested on in your take on this. I almost wonder if it's the time investment too, because in magic you can do three rounds and you know, you have 50 minutes to crush the hopes and dreams of your opponent. Good luck.
0: <laughs> we can't
1: play around in 15 minutes sometimes, depending well, on who it is.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, and, and that's, and that's all a part of it. It's, it's, it's hard to play a whole game of AOS. I mean, I, I will have goldfished or even on, on arena, I will have played a dozen games in the time it takes you to play one game of Age of Sigmar in TTS under controlled circumstances. Yeah. I can just like being and I'm I'm playing and I've played 12 games like in an hour, 2 hours. It's it's yeah. not hard, especially when it's like when when you have like a, a partner or like a like someone that you grind with or whatever, like you you're in that mode of just Of just playing through the games real quick like okay I I know how this is gonna go boom like reshuffle like just re-racking takes you longer so there are there's a time there is a time element to Age of Sigmar that sort of keeps I think the water level will gradually the longer any game exists ever the water level of player skill naturally increases over time like but our water level raises a lot slower than it does in Magic the Gathering um And I I think that that's something that that people are aware of mostly. And I don't know how useful it is knowing that, apart from understanding that if you want to hashtag begin or sorry, start the journey of the hashtag get goodening, uh, you've got to time sync, but practice with a purpose. And the purpose becomes even more important. You've got you to gotta be even more purposeful. You can't re- rely as much on, like, the muscle memory and building that as quickly with some stuff. Like, you're certainly practicing for that, which is why, where TTS falls down a little bit for me, it's a great tool. Uh, practicing your ranges, practicing your your your, your deployments, and uh, your, literally, like, game theory, and all the things that make you great, but some of the muscle memory of actually, like, playing your games efficiently, uh, knowing, when you're in TTS, this is something that I don't think people realize, you have God's God sight you see everything all at the same time yeah. for, for better or worse, but mostly better in TTS. You're in RTS mode. You can look down, like it compresses the macro and the micro into like sort of one plane in AOS, the perspective you take from a table, like forgetting someone's model is over there far more likely to happen on the table than, uh, nice. than in TTS. Uh, no, I agree with that. Uh, real quick here. Uh, Rocco, you boy, uh, Subscribe with Twitch Prime uh, for 14 years. Thank you so much for all the support. Chat Gang ain't nothing to fuck with, he says. Uh, <laughs> IDK are sad now because of our water level. <laughs> oh, too soon, bro. Um, <laughs> dropping all the Chat Gang spam. Uh, Lord Whale, Fluke Skywalker, Hades Death God, and Arctic Circle. Dropping 1,000 RDP each. Remind everyone that Chat Gang ain't nothing to fuck with. Thank you so much for that. Um... Yeah, um, I don't know, like, I, I, I think being more pur- purposeful, mindful in in the way, that is if you want to get good. Like, if you just have fun pushing your models to the center of the table and fighting, like, a real, you know, man or whatever pronoun you choose to use, like, you know, like, cool. You know, that I, I, there's nothing wrong right. with the way you're playing AOS and I will enjoy my free W, thank you. But... <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to do a little bit more than that, then you gotta play with purpose, right?
2: Yep. So.
0: Jokes. Jokes on you. I only have one good eye, so I forget models all the time anyway. <laughs> play, play to the weak side. <laughs> yeah. Play to the weak side. Yeah, like a boxer when play. you know they're like yeah. punch drunk in one eye. Yeah. Uh Man, I can't twitch prime for my phone. Ugh. Struggle is real. Um So yeah, um, AOS, MTG, uh, I don't have I don't have malice for for MTG. It's just a different game. Um, I play AOS for for one of the the reasons I love AOS is because it's the the place where all the voices in my head come together to play the the Johnny, the Timmy, the Spike. I have all of them in varying degrees. I'm mostly Johnny. It's where as a writer, as a you know, as a creative, even as a like my former life as a pro wrestler, like an indie pro wrestler, uh. All of that stuff comes together for me in Age of Sigmar. You know, my love of art, all of it's here. Oh, and EDH is it, EDH has the most in common, I think, with 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 Age of Sigmar, because EDH is I would agree with that is yeah, is the lords and ladies format, right? Like it is for it is for the the high society. Uh, you play it with the snifter of brandy, right? Like um, I keep three EDH decks updated, and I bring them to every AOS tournament, just on the off chance someone wants to play Magic. Um, really? you know, yeah, I, I, uh, uh, they're in my backpack over here on the other side here. I'm not going to dig them out. Um, I keep Atraxa, which is my no fun allowed deck for people who never yeah. got the notice. Okay. Uh, it's not a super friends either. It's a uh, Traxa, uh, in fact. And, uh, it's one of my hardest, it's my, one of my hardest decks because it basically, you know how there's that person who didn't get the memo that EDH is the fun format. And they're just like, I'm going to make, I'm going to make a 100 card tendrils deck and win on turn 1. Atraxa exists to tell those people no. No, you may not. Like it, it my Atraxa deck has one sole purpose. It is when I show up to a pod and somebody there is being an asshole and I ruin their chances of winning. I have no other purpose in the game beyond making sure and that I they don't win. win. Oh, like like this is like it's a, my one of my favorite lines from from a from like uh from movies is is unforgiven with Clint Eastwood. At the end, like Eddie Money, like just kills a bunch of people, and they're like, like what? I think his name's Eddie Money. I, I know Eddie Money's also a singer, but I'm, I'm fairly certain. I know I think his last name's Money though. Um, anyway, they're they're like um, they're like uh, you know why? Like, did that person deserve to die? And he's like, deserves got nothing to do with it. Like, I feel like I am the most Clint Eastwood. Like, when I am playing a Atraxa... Playing Atraxa. <laughs> like, I am here, and, like... Like, so first I ruin that person's fun. And then I ruin that person's fun. And actually, like, as I'm ruining their fun, the whole point is, like, giving everyone poison counters. Because it only takes 10 poison... Uh, 10 poison counters to uh, die even in EDH. They don't up the life count for it. Look at that That's Johnny.
1: That's 25% of the original life total.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh... So I only... And so the whole point is, like, as I'm basically comboing off and stopping people from having fun and playing a hard control deck, um, I accidentally win by infecting everyone and killing everybody. But one person dies way faster than everybody else. And it has an Correct. infinite turn combo in it, just because, of course. And, of course and I've got all the tutors so I can set it up if I want to, like, basically immediately. But I never do that unless you a dick. And if you a dick, then get out. Um, And, and then I've got uh, Narset, Narset Burn. Narset asks the question, how do I play, like, Borrow stack wins or red deck wins in ADH, because the problem is everyone has forty life now. And right. counting to twenty is difficult in a one on one match, uh, with uh you know, with a normal burn deck, and counting to forty is even harder, especially you have to count to forty like three, four, or five times. So, uh so it counts to forty a lot, and basically it has all a bunch of wheel of fortune effects. And Narset is like a gas engine where she just she just fills up my hand, blow all my burn cards, fill up my hand again, blow all my burn cards. Do it's, it again. It's it's fun, but it's also so that's like my middle my middle spice, but but has a theme. Uh, and then uh, and then Teneb, uh, all, AKA Harvest Season, which is my like f- like enter to like enter the fun zone uh, uh, multiplayer deck. Um, your Feldegriff. It's uh, it's it's. It's all demons, angels, and, and uh dragons, like are the only creature. Oh types. Kalia.
1: It's like Kalya.
0: It's the only creature type allowed. Every every fatty it plays is a closer if it ever wheels. Uh and then the rest of it is just as many uh Wrath of God effects and as much recursion as as can possibly be stuffed in black, green, white. Um
1: Oh, I see, I see.
0: Okay. So what a fantastic yeah, it's, it's a fantastic, uh, fantastic deck. That one actually has my best win record, which is weird because it's literally my least powerful. But that thing happens in EDH when people don't think you're powerful and they just, like, ignore ah. you. And yeah. what ends up happening is I'm the only person who can stop all the indestructible peoples trying to set up their indes- indestructible hardlocks because I have exile everything in play, destroy everything in play, sacrifice everything in play, just all of the ways to destroy everything. I call it harvest season. <laughs> <laughs> it just I'm reaps stuck. and sows. Uh, sorry, Gitrog life. Gitrog. <laughs> uh, <Get I've... laughs> yeah, Kali of the, the Toad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. EDH High Society, gross. <laughs> EDH is a punk show. Yeah, kinda. Uh, yeah, EDH is a lot of fun. If if you want to get into Magic, it's also I think the easiest besides just going to F and and start like doing like boosters and standard type bullshit. Uh, I think it's the easiest way. 100-card singleton. You end up actually spending less money. Like, a card that's $4, when you have to buy a set of them, feels really expensive. Buying one $4 card? Whatever, man. Like, so easy. Sorry. I am so sorry for my whole audience that just left, by the way, uh, watching the VODs for that huge magic tangent. Uh, yeah. Please come back. We'll talk more AOS now. Uh, so... <laughs> How did AOS 3.0 feel? Was this your first experience out in the wild? At NASCAR? Um,
1: Let me see. No, the first, the last 2.0 tournament we did was Armed Forces Day, and then the first 3.0 was Circle City Clash. um, That's right. Official, official
0: tournament. Right on. Yeah, Um, Mike runs that great event more people need to more people need to support indie events uh that's the real theme of the show tonight is uh if you are in the midwest if you're around the indianapolis area uh like support more indie events Uh, i know mike's trying you and like your whole club is trying really hard to like really build the scene up there uh i i respect the mission uh one of my favorite drives is actually from milwaukee to uh to indianapolis used to make that trip constantly for gen con like it's an easy drive uh you know, I would imagine it's pretty easy coming from Ohio to like I think it's like six hours, whatever. That's that's a proper length to have a uh two episodes of Rantcast play. Oh yeah. Like, come on. That's a good
1: deal. <laughs> yeah. Circle City Clash was the first uh big three tournament. Um it was I say big because like Detroit showed up and they all brought like the exact same list, which was, you know, this Sons of Behemoth and Kragnos in one manner or another.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that so. was the one where, uh, where, where Brendan Melnick, like in the Kill Bill plot, just beat his way through the whole Detroit Warhammer club to conquer uh best uh, general or whatever.
1: <laughs> the, it, there was actually, there was kind of a funny exchange that Brendan got into when, uh, Brad Schwann, I think it was, was like tallying up their record. They were like, ah, we are six trillion wins at, at circle city clash. And like four losses, <laughs> and Brendan goes, "Did you lose the Eagles?" And I was like, five losses, yeah." It felt, kind of like that scene in Iron Man Two with Whiplash when he's just like, "If you can make God bleed, sharks will come." And I'm like, "Where's my sharks?" Where's my sharks? <laughs> like, like <laughs> no sharks came.
0: Yeah, no, fantastic. No, that's good. No, it it, good. no, that's great. I, um, so Circle City, uh, I, I, I uh kind of forgot that was 3.0 I remember the event but I forgot that was 3.0 that was like right at like two weeks like yeah w-
1: it, it was hot like it, I mean it, it was very much like everybody was like is it 15 in is it 11 in and we're, we're like trying to yeah. measure everything correctly and then we'll get like halfway through the halfway through the game and of round three and we're like oh god they weren't prime objectives we need to remove one and so
0: oh man we we'll us just
1: roll a dice and then we'd roll it and be like all right that one's gone and yeah so it, it was very we were stumbling over ourselves most of us were at least
0: and and right right and then um so the nashcon's the second one out of that so you've had time to you had one event you settled in um yeah do you think the two list format plays really nicely with like like there's a lot of rules now like how how, what's your what's your take on that like there's a lot more it feels like there's a lot more decisions in the game now you have like a whole second list where where do you come to i i I will get my bias out the way i love two list format i'm just curious how how it how you felt about it
1: so I want to start with, like, the negatives for two-list format, um, because I think I have a lot of positives. and I would rather start with, like, the negatives just to, like, kind of, like, counterbalance it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, 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 that's fair. Um, so, yeah, the negatives of the two-list format.
0: Oh, he had to take a swig of the monster.
1: <laughs> so, the positives of the two-list format. Let's talk about those instead. <laughs> um, okay, so, but in, in all seriousness, I, I actually have a really hard time seeing an issue with two-list format. Um... I agree that it needs to be of the same book. Uh, I don't think you could bring like two of the same Grand Alliance. I think that would probably get a little egregious. Mm-hmm. I, I like that Griffin has said that it's like if you're gonna play Fish, you're gonna take two Fish lists. If you're gonna take KO, you're gonna take two KO lists. Right. Honestly, the biggest drawback to it is genuinely just transporting more models. Right. And you can avoid and you can avoid that if you just like play a very similar list. Like, cause Griffin even says in the pack, he's just like, hey, you can literally just change an artifact. You're good. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Or you can be a degenerate like me, you take two turtles in one list and 21 eels in the other list.
0: Right. Yeah. And two entirely. Like that's,
1: yeah. right. That's, that's the, really the hardest part is just transporting effectively two armies. And so if, I suppose if something like LVO, for instance, went to two list format, I could see how that would be a bit of an issue. Cause I think flying with what could, what could be 4,000 points, uh, that, that could get a little hectic. Cause I mean, like I can fit 2K points in one of these, um, I'm not sponsored by it, my promise, but one of these like Magnarack 426s or 423s, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Like I can fit my arm in that pretty well, but if I was going to have to like stuff 4Ks worth of fish in there, like even if I'm not playing the boat, like that's going to get kind of tight. And so I think honestly, like that's probably the biggest drawback is just transport. Right. But if you're driving, you don't even really care to be honest with you. Um, positives though, man, it allows so much creativity. Like it, that's... And see, that's always one of the things that, like, you brought up the point earlier. Uh, I don't remember if we were on air or off when you brought up, like, the whole poker face, or, like, the poker element to it. Yeah. How I dealt with it with my opponents, for anybody that's curious how this would work, because, you know, there's always, like, that thought that occurs. You're like, well, I could see my opponent's list, and then I could say, like, really quickly, like, oh, I'll take this one instead. Super simple. Lay it face down. You just be like, this is my list that I'm going to play. And then your opponent lays theirs face down. One, two, three, flip.
0: Yep. There you go. And yeah. Well, yeah, uh, Griffin. You mentioned like earlier, like Griffin's packs are like actually watertight. I mean, apart oh, from yeah. noon versus midnight. But I, I trust y'all got that sorted out. <laughs> sorry. Um, we we roasted him a little bit on man man vers uh, man reads pack. Uh, yeah. Brendan and I have a sorry a mysterious uh, uh reader. Uh, and I, uh, <laughs> have a little mini gag we've been running for, for a couple, uh, we did Circle City Class and Nashcom were the two events we did, uh, for that. Um, he, he runs a watertight pack. He's pretty, pretty explicit with the two list format. Like he, he, there's, there's pretty much, uh, like there is the poker thing to it, but it's like, you know, each other's lists at the table. And then you both, like you said, you kind of like, you, you look at it and you're like, okay, put it upside down. Like, put them to the center, and then, like, these are the lists, you know, boom. And any of that, like, gotcha-ing and that people might worry about doesn't really exist in the no, in that doesn't manner. Matter.
1: And if it makes people feel better, the whole rule of, like, oh, you can't have a model that's over half your army? Fuck out of here. No, no, no. You want to play that corn dragon? Bitch, bring it. You're you're going right. to play that corn dragon.
0: Right. Well, they they fixed it. I guess they addressed it in the GHB anyway. But even if they hadn't, uh, you know, they play were it. ready. Yeah, yeah. Play it. Yeah. Bring it. Yeah, no, and and I um man, I see I the I went to Nashcon last year. It would have been the year before, right? Uh, and I think we we ran into each other there. Uh, that was the first time we met, kind of face to face. Um, and uh, I brought I brought two completely different lists. <laughs> like I had a double. I had like my death march list uh, for Legion of the Gosh and then I had like my like my peak Nagash like Nagash and them boys like uh you know like other like completely different lists play completely differently um i think i even got cheeky with it oh no he rule he ruined my fun i was uh trying to uh so legions of nagash is a bad book and uh it didn't have sub-allegiances it had four different armies or whatever and so I was trying to play, like, one list as, like, Legion of Night, and then the other as, like, Grand Host, and he didn't let me go between the two. I had to be, I had to be, like, all Grand Host or all Legion of Night, which did, which did ruin some of my fun. So I, my turbo skeletons weren't as turbo as they could have been, because they would have had an additional three-inch uh, movement on top of their three- and four-inch movement. <laughs>
1: How, how poetic that you could have gotten three inch movement for that, and that was also the tournament when they unveiled a OBR. You're like, oh my god, it's gonna be awesome! Oh and yeah, all almost like <laughs> I am
0: James Workshop, and I, uh, I, I had uh, machinations in place to make sure that I will always get to move an extra three inches. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man,
1: three, 3. is good. Um, so to to get us back on track, three three is good. Um, I think that it's. The, the changes to the game itself have been very healthy despite the fact that like the army that i won trick was punished by it um i think that we heywo kind of i liked what haywo said about like the save stacking arms race um i think that that's very very well put um i do believe that that's probably still a little bit of an issue that i somebody smarter than me probably should address
2: mm-hmm.
1: um however with that said i i do think that overall 3.0 is in a fantastic spot It's very fun. I'm enjoying it, and as anybody can tell, I'm more competitively oriented. And if somebody like me that finds no glory or excuse me, no joy in anything except like trying to get Ws can (laughs) have some fun, then I suspect most folk are having an alright
0: time. That's a that's a fantastic endorsement for 3.0. I mean, I can't I can't add or say anything better than that. Um, So, two list format. uh, uh, Could you? how were the battle plans? Like what, do you remember the battle plans off the top of your head? Like what, you know, round one, two, yeah, three, I wrote four. them
1: down. Um, yeah. so first we played Savage Gains. Um, I played that against Pagano and KO, um, which was, it was a shooty list into a list that has an allegiance ability that says you may not shoot what you want to shoot. Yeah. It went kind of as you would suspect it to. Um, we played Feral 4A, uh, in round two. I don't have my GHP in front of me. I actually am, have come very ill-equipped, um, the
0: point. You're killing me smalls. Uh, <laughs> Try not to be small anymore. Um,
1: uh, yeah, round two I played uh you're, you're kill-
0: here, I'll I'll uh, I'll uh I'll I'll recant. Uh you're killing me swoles. Swoles.
1: Um mm-hmm. uh, round two, we played Feral Foray. Um another good event uh, excuse me, another good scenario. I enjoyed Feral Foray. Round three was probably my favorite uh so far. Um is the vice. I'm really enjoying the vice. Um I think it's fun.
0: For those um, that haven't so played that's... yet, what what is the vice? For those that may have not played the vice right. yet, what, what is it and why do you like it?
1: So the vice is, um, so you're playing long deployments instead of short board, you're playing long board, um, which is actually super swell if you end up getting an end table instead of being in the middle, because if you're at the end and both of you can stand at the end and just kind of be like, yeah, we can move this, 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 <laughs> this. as opposed to if you're like in the middle of two tables when you're just like, yeah, those reaching over here and I'll go around the table. And
0: yeah. Those awkward, peasants. Regardless. <laughs>
1: Casuals, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the vice, your objectives actually start in the corners, so they start at the very corners, one in each. And in battle round two, they move in to the next quadrant. Um, so everything is broken down in the rectangles, uh, so it moves in one. And then about battle round four, all four of those are removed, and now there's just one objective directly in the middle of the board. And then it is just like you said. Fight me, nerds. Like, everyone's going (laughs) to the middle. And if you want to win, you're, you're, it's going to be a blender.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There, it's the, uh, it's the uh, Boondock Saints. There was a firefight. Like, (laughs) like,
1: (laughs) yeah, it, it it really is. And the reason that I like it is, is not because it turns into a blender. Um, because I, I actually don't like just like mass chaos. I also don't like chaos because chaos is the worst.
0: Somewhere. oh wow wow yeah Very big hard. big words from the man who plays soul-stealing fish
1: yeah that came from <laughs> chaos by the way <laughs> yeah. we, we are slanish puke so I mean, yeah. It's like, you know, like,
0: yeah
1: yeah i, I don't know who no is no like I... More or Techless. Yeah.
0: I i respect it though I, I i respect the hot take and i respect the uh sort of unabashed love of the thing that you love and yeah. and uh uh fighting words against the things you don't like i i respect it. i stand. we stand uh getting performatively angry about games around here uh
1: (laughs) so the reason that i like it is not because it turns into this just like complete abrupt chaos in the middle of the board it's actually because it's what happens before that before round four because you have three rounds leading up to that point where both no there's no hidden information that's another thing actually that i'll talk about in a minute just remind me about hidden information um that's different from magic so Mm -hmm. um you both know where it's going to be. Like, you know where the objective is going, you know, what's going to occur at round four. And so the question becomes, are you playing for that? Or are you going to play to try and stop your opponent from even getting to that in the first place? So for instance, something with like, for instance, at circle city clash, we played it. And I ended up uh, playing uh, one of the gentlemen from Detroit. um, I played his giants on it. And that was my idea was, I was just like, well, if I can march across the board, And get to him in high tide, because high tide would affect before the objective moved to the center. Because I knew that if the objective moved to the center, i lose. He's going to have two consecutive rounds of just straight scoring. I can't pull it off. Even with one mega on it, I don't have enough bodies on In my entire army, Mm -hmm. if he was just like, I am a benevolent giant, you may put your entire army on the objective. Even if he did that, I still wouldn't be able to take it away. I just genuinely didn't have enough. So I knew, I was like, okay, well, I have to present the the decision on him instead of him just letting it like walk towards me and making me make the decision. So I had to say, how are we going to do this? How are we going to fight? And so that ended up being how I approached it was you have to capitalize on what your army does. And if that is conducive to how, if that is conducive to when the objectives move, you have mm-hmm. to play around that because it's very much, you have to be on the objectives when you deploy, then you move up then you move again. And if it's very, I want to say it's static because you know exactly what's going to happen when, but at the same time, it's very dynamic with how you interact with the objectives moving and with where your opponent is going. Because then you also, at the same time of while you're planning on how you're going to move 27 eels and a turtle across the board, you have to understand like, well, what's my opponent trying to do? Is he going to be playing for the late two rounds? Or is he going to try and come at me? What's, what's
0: what's my opponent trying to do is a very pertinent question when you're trying to get better competitively. Mm -hmm. Like,
1: What's my opponent's win
0: condition? Yeah, what are they... What's my opponent's win condition? What are they trying to do? How do I stop them from doing it, right? Like, once you start... It's... It is good enough to understand your own win strokes and your own win conditions. uh, Like, and you're going to play AOS, you're going to have fun. Once you you have that established, the next thing to do is to begin understanding your opponents and, like, what they're trying to do and then taking it away from them, right? Like, it's a very... I, I wouldn't even say it's a control mentality, like a control player mentality. It's just a winning mentality. Like... Um, some, some, you know, I mean, I think this is one of the reasons I had two entirely different perspectives with like a a chunk of the other community when it came to Ossiark Bone Reapers. Like what they're trying to do is obvious. And what you have to do to stop them is also obvious. But if you want to play their game, which so many people do, you're going to lose. Like, and... And that, that sort of second tier of thought beyond what do I want to do to what are they trying to do and how do I disrupt it. Um, I think kind of also another thing you touched on in here is the dynamicism of the battle plans. Understanding that moving objectives, even just a little bit at a time, they don't have to be randomly all over. Just understanding that if I have a battle plan that says this objective is now 6 inches, 12 inches over on some round... Changes the dynamic of the table play so drastically. I think this is something that Games Workshop has become very aware of. Kind of like late second edition with some of the battle plans we we're starting to see. They seem to kind of get moving objectives or like taking away an objective off the table. Like that, the 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 amount of like layers to the game that that adds is quite frankly it's it's fantastic. Um, one of the best things that ever happened to Warhammer at all was adding objectives to the game. I remember when it was all kill points back in, like, my initial Warhammer Fantasy days and then in 40k. It was all kill points, and that was the only, like, kind of thing deciding anything. Kill points were, like... They're just... There was no dynamicism. Um, I... With these battle plans, with the the device, I like it for the same reasons you outlined, but I also happen to play armies that do want to meet you in the middle. So, (laughs) like, like, Ozieric Bone Reapers and Soulblight Gravelords, like are they love that shit. like come like you're locked in here with me like they love playing that style For so sure. right yeah yeah they love playing that style and and uh so I I think it's a great battle plan uh but what you had touched on before was was hidden info
1: yeah so that's one thing that was a big change from um from magic coming over to AOS and I think it's the reason that I've just like gone so hard at AOS as fast as I have I' I've, I've act- I didn't know if it was my first army like I went it was about a month after they dropped that I got into it. It was right after the cloud the, what I found out was the cloud of midnight nerf. Uh, when I was in Memphis, uh, there was the GW distribution center down there that when they still had an open play store there, which closed for office space because that was a good idea, but whatever. Hmm, hmm. Um, the, I'm never getting sponsored by GW. My God. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so
0: you, you or when, me. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, right. Here I'll, I'll leave it to the, to the, to the, uh, the better in our hobbies, like, uh, right. like re-rolling ones and stuff. They, there's are <laughs> better ambassadors. Yeah, better ambassadors for the brand. Uh um, I'd have to be too nice about a lot of things and I'd rather just not. Honestly, GW, I love you guys, but like don't sponsor me, please. Uh I uh... I, I like what I do. I'll
1: take GW sunglasses.
0: Yo, there we go. Yeah, there and go. and I will wait for my Warhammer like uh hero award, you know, with with bated breath, but but I I don't need product. <laughs>
1: so here, here's the thing. Now, yes, of course, there's still... Obviously, this is a dice game. And the whole... I, I don't like the excuse of, oh, I lost to priority roll, or, oh, I lost because I rolled a six to my Battleshock and X amount of clan wrath ran away. I, that, that excuse... The, the sooner... And this is kind of like one of my other hot takes. The sooner that you break yourself of using that excuse of, oh, I lost a priority, the better... Like, the sooner that you're going to start seeing some massive steps in, like, how much better... You play the game if that is your goal. Like if your goal is to play it, yeah. Like at a high level.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, to to that, I actually have like a relevant story to to that. Uh, I started the Mephisto uh, Priority Challenge at uh, at uh, 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 NashCon uh, the the when I went was twenty right. uh, nineteen. Having a conversation with Bryce and Ty from uh, from Plan and Slaying podcast, um, I basically went on a sort of like a rant about how people blaming priority role for why they lost is directly getting in their way of getting better at the game. Because you should always be asking yourself, what did I do to where a priority lost me this game? What did I do to where I was in a position that the battle shock lost me this game? Right? Like what did I, and sometimes, okay, sincerely, you've looked at it from all angles. You've checked your, 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 your implicit and explicit biases. And you go, no, literally I played, I made every correct decision. I consulted with my opponent and we're like, yeah, you did everything right. And it did come down to the, come down to the priority role. Like if I won it, I was winning. If he won it, he was winning. Like, honestly, hold your head up high. You played a fucking great game. You know, like we all take, we all take L's from time to time, uh, especially in a dice game. But like, but you don't want that to be your go-to. It's going to, it's going to be this barrier that stops you from learning crucial lessons. So that, that is, Oh, the the challenge was for one year. I challenged people uh, to not uh, when they're doing their, their battle reports or their, or their recapping uh, there. Don't, don't mention the priority role. Like don't mention it as a reason for winning or losing. And Bryce did the, he took the challenge and like a bunch of people like, like got on board with the challenge. And as far as I know, a bunch of them went a whole year without when they were recapping their games Saying the priority was why, role was why they lost, and uh, so mission accomplished. We hung the banner and everything. Uh, we got <laughs> <them>. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, perfect. Uh, so you're talking about a, a hidden information basis so versus, versus a game of uh, of perfect information or, or known yeah.
1: exactly. That that was actually where I was going with this. So in in Magic, you you can lose to things that are completely outside of your control. Uh, yes, of course, like we have that with dice to a, a lesser degree. But in Magic, you you can play the exact correct lines, everything perfectly, everything. And then you draw island, 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 and you lose. And that's, it was actually something that was one of the things that I really didn't like about playing Magic at trying to chase it at the Pro Tour level, is because you you had this concept that like always like hung over your head like i can lose do everything correctly and still get punished mm. and in aos we have that to such a lesser degree that it's so much more manageable because we kind of like you you made you made the point about tts where like you have god's view of everything and you say this is my army this is what my entire army does do you have any questions answer your opponent's question your opponent lays out their army this is what their army does you ask your opponent questions you now have no you are effectively playing if you convert this to like a magic scenario you are playing as if you have drawn your entire deck and we are now playing one game go best person wins Mm -hmm. and i think that that is so much more fulfilling because it's so much better for you for me as like with the way that my mind works like with being very analytical, because that's I mean—that's what I have to do for my, my day job, is I'm an analyst. Mm-hmm. So with being analytical, and with trying to see a board state for what it is, for the resources that I have, when I turn everything, instead of saying, these are three more guard, instead of saying that, I say, this is 195 points with three Biovoltaic Blasts. What am I going to get for 195 points with three Biovoltaic Blasts? And then I try and like reason it out with what my opponent has. And I'm always trying to make that trade up. And so, and that's, of course, that's a that's
0: magic a thing yeah. on, there, uh, on yeah. there,
1: that sense. But in in AOS, that's what I'm always, like, that's, what, that's the reason that I'm always looking to do, is I'm always looking to trade up with what I'm doing. So, like, the turtle, for instance, is, like, 385 points. I want to make sure that every time I use the turtle, I'm going to at least either kill 385 points worth of models or have an effect effectivity rate that is going to equate to... 385 points worth of a model on the board.
0: Well this the concept of trading and trading up. This is why I think with the exception of like Archeon Gotrick right now, um why traditionally I've had very little problem with single overpowered models. Yeah. Like Nagash in, in particular has always been pretty around a fucking 1000 points, like let's just put it that way. He's always been around a fucking 1000 points half your army. You have to get half an army's worth of value out of one model in a game with often five, six objectives. Like, it's very difficult to get that much value out of out of a model like that, unless you really know what you're doing. You know, like... And and so, I mean, the, thinking of, of, of trading up or, or, or the value of a model, and, like, this is 300 points versus, you know, 400 points, it's a good, like... It can be a good shorthand for gauging rough power. Like, if I throw my 300 points into their 300 points, they should theoretically be about equal. Like, if I'm the active... Priority player, then my 300 points should be a little bit more valuable than their 300 points, and so on and so forth. Obviously, that's not that's not really like the whole story in AOS because there's so many yeah, force, I can. yeah, there's so many force multipliers. But to even begin thinking in that respect, and then to go to that next level of going like, okay, well, can I, you know, what extra value can I get out of my 190 right now? What situation am I in to where my my 195 can trade up against? They're three hundred points or whatever. Like now you're like now you're cooking with gas. Like that. This is the way. You know. This is this is where you start. You start to think of things. I wonder. I I wonder. Like as we kind of been talking here, if there is a value in coming over to AOS from Magic the Gathering and like as a the totality of player that I think you can become.
1: I think there is if your goals transition with you. So if you come over to AOS and you're looking to like retire from competitive gaming less to it made to a less degree but if you come over to aos and like you still have that drive to be like well i want to play competitively i want to try and take down uh adepticon or the atlantic city open or lvo or insert tournament here summer slaughter if you're across the across the pond if your goals transfer with you then yeah i definitely agree because you're still going to have that mindset and the mentality of being mathematical with how you play with your toy soldiers for yeah. you know, for lack of a better way of explaining it, yeah. Because if, for instance, if I was trying to just pick up a brand new army and just run it down mid because it was the hot new stuff, there is a certain level with AOS that you will not be able to reach, just because there is so much of an investment. And you you brought this up earlier with a fantastic point. There's there's a certain level of just like knowledge that you gain from just playing the army. And seeing how your army interacts with the rest of the army. Because that's actually part of the reason, it's a lot of the reason, why I actually say that Ideneth is not really in a really good position right now. It's not because the army itself is bad. It's because what 3.0 has turned the game into is the antithesis for what Ideneth was doing in 2.0. We are much more reactive, we are much more defensive, and we have much more ways for you to and this is go back to my first point but to elaborate just a little bit there are more ways for you to interact with your opponent in ways that in 2.0 you never had the opportunity to do so so for instance in in 2.0 the the gimmick was you had the fwefin gimmick of like turn two high tight in 3.0 it doesn't even really work that well because you take first, going into high tide, because obviously, I mean, if you're gonna be off the charge, then I don't know why you would like flip tides and go into it anyway if you're playing eels, I should say, excuse me. Caveat, of course, you're playing eels. Yeah. And if you give your opponent the ability to react to you with the implementation of unleash hell, with the implementation of uh redeploy, with the plethora of CP that we have now available to us, monstrous actions, heroic actions, there's just there's so many more things. To do that you get excuse me, that you get to do as a player now that can dissuade the alpha strike mentality mm-hmm. and the alpha strike play style. and that's good that's the thing and that's the reason that you don't like hear me like you know, piss moan and crying about how you know I is doing nearly as well as they were because yes there are still people who are going for one like I'm sorry that you know yes my one trick army got nerfed yes
0: yeah nobody nobody's sad for you like they busted up the right. tiny violence right like it, right exactly. ID, IDK I think in terms of like Mo- the modal dislike of the army was the highest you know like we we had some peaks you know like th- sure. means you know a no, higher we mean the average, average. For- but yeah the modal like it it was just so consistently disliked yeah. for such a long period of time yeah. um you yeah. know nobody shed a tear for idk except for like me and like the people who played it like sincerely like perhaps you um go on sorry
1: so see like that's the thing is we and and this was kind of the, the the poetic way that I explained it to people so that I could you know, just say it and get it over with. So I didn't have to give somebody a 30 minute lecture on like the, ma- like the machinations on how, how poor I playstyle is with a three-year-old book written for pre 2.0 rules and 3.0. Now the, the thing is, is that, I'm sorry. I get, I get salty. I no, it's fine.
0: It's fine. Like I'm, I'm hoping y'all get a new book. I like, uh, if I were king, uh, for a day, I would make sure that IDK, uh, I'd want Sylvaneth to get a retouch, not necessarily a full book. Like the Broken Realm stuff, almost like just like fixed a bunch of shit. I'm like, so like they just need a retouch or revisit. Um, I would give. I would be the benevolent Lord of the Tomes. Like I would try to. You know, Nagash has his nine nine books of Nagash. I would have nine battle tome changes that I would do uh, as king for a day. That would that would like fix nine specific armies that need it, and, and IDK is one of the nine. Um, I'm sure, Skade would appreciate it too. Fuck Skaven and their storm friends. <laughs> no, no, I actually love Skaven, man. Um uh, so I... the the, po- the
1: poetic way that I explained it to people was like we had our time in the sun. Like 2.0, like we our book was not even written in 2.0. And y- you were kind you and Joe Pagano were both one of the, the people that I talked to at NashCon's 2019 that kind of gave me this mindset of it that Ideneth was the gatekeeper. Like we we were affinity. Like yeah. and, and for people that yes. don't know what affinity is. It, it is like perfect is, metaphor.
0: Go ahead. Thank you.
1: So yeah. it is like go fast game one, getcha. And if you can beat it, you have a good chance of like top aiding your event in Magic. If you cannot beat Affinity, you have a problem. And it goes, it's not even just like when you get to the event, it, it even incurs this relation when you're list building. Because when you sit down to build your list for an event, you have to ask yourself, can this list beat robots? If your answer is no, you have a problem because right. you're gonna see it. Yep. And that was the thing, and that was kind of how I explained. It this is this is what mega
0: gargants are right now, by the way. So, Sons of a yes. have taken the IDK role. Like if you can't yep. deal we with have. 35 wounds in one spot, uh, go back to the drawing board. Like, yep. Sorry. Yep. It's unfortunate,
1: what? but yep. Sorry. And and that's the thing is that's the way I explained it. I was just like, we had our time in the sun. We for all of 2.0, we did fine, better than fine. Four and one, five zero, three and two, at like a minimum three and two. That is an exceptional run over the course of like two and a half years. So if if I have to suck, I don't even want to say. I think suffer, I think but you but got
0: your score. you got your uh you got your best uh best IDK trophy at LVO. I think was it L- yeah LVO right?
1: So well, I got best. Re- I got second place Renaissance man, which I didn't even know what it was at first at LVO, which was like best overall. I guess it was like yeah, a yeah. combination of paint score sports. And game. <laughs> and it's sports. Mike, I won a best sports award. Yeah. 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 Oh, there's actually, a, there's a funny story about my, uh, about that trophy that I'll, I'll tell you about. Uh, it involves death too, so you'll appreciate it. Metal. But, yeah. But that's <laughs> the thing is that like we, we survived, or not even survived, we thrived in 2.0 for all this time. And so if, if now that 3.0 has landed, it's going to be like maybe six or seven months probably. From what I've heard, the like the word on the street is that fish will get a new tome in March that's fine
0: well time honestly. is meaningless but yeah like if they get one in the next year that'll be it, it won't be on un- what them and Nurgle have the what the two oldest books right now Nighthawk there there's three there's three of my nine books in Nagash gosh right there like you right know.
1: and see that's that's the thing is like if if I have to go like six or seven months of not playing fish I can use that six or seven months to go full circle to my first point I can use that this time now to help teach my local club like things that i've learned over the past couple years and i can help them grow the people that we have because like we have some very analytical people here in indy yeah and i can now use what i've learned to try and like coach them along well i I think your
0: your club is very up and coming in the midwest scene like um you know nick true is one of the more holistically improved players like in existence he just won
1: his best uh he just won best chaos uh, just recently
0: hell yeah like he's he and and this is I mean he he's on the spectrum he's had like sort of social like he's had his own like social like sort of cavalcade of things that he's had to had to sort of like figure out and 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 grind through and I, I did an episode with him on on sort of hidden hidden disorders and and AOS and uh, I mean honestly it's it's fucking inspiring Nick Nick true, uh, dr true is one of I think one of the best people in our community uh, yes, uh, um and to, to see him like the sticking with it and trying to become a better person better person to play against a better pilot uh like a better ambassador like just i think has been one of the greater transformations it kind of like mirrors slash parallels yours a little bit and uh, which is why i think it's a sort of like a tale of two cities but uh with you it, both. it's actually you.
1: really interesting because nick nick was actually the first uh guy that brendan hooked me up with when i got up here he was just like there's a guy in indianapolis adam on facebook y'all start talking thank me later and and I, I don't I don't want to like inflate his ego too much, but he he's actually really adopted kind of like this role of like an older brother too. That's um, amazing. And Nick's yeah, Nick Nick has been just an outstanding influencer.
0: Um, yeah, amazing. And it's and yeah, him coming, and, between like, him like, and Mike, I, they're just like like drrr, like pulling the scene up. <laughs> like, yep. So uh, go on. Uh, it's
1: it's just it's great because even having even, excuse me knowing that Nick does not have the same mindset like competitively as, as I do and then seeing him take down like best chaos and seeing him just like improve in strides like the my favorite thing this warmed my fishy heart so much when we were at circle city clash he played an Ideneth pilot and the the gentleman did he did his best he did it just as well as he could nick just ran away with it and he comes up to me after the game he's like hey man Thank you so much for playing so hard against me on all the Saturday events. Cause that just taught me so much. I really appreciate it. And I was like, hey, no problem, man. And so he starts talking, about it. he's like, all the times that I would see what you do, he just wasn't doing it. And so I knew how to play around it. And I was like, oh, great, dude. That's what I'm here for.
0: I, I love, I love, I love that everyone's got a Nick, a Nick impression. It's, it's oh, yeah. imitation is a sincerest form of flattery, right? Like, hey, man, fuck it, yeah. Like, uh, playing fish, so cool. Yo, <laughs> here's ether gold. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so so you're talking about, like, the sort of poetry of, of, of IDK. Hopefully they get a new tome. I mean, I'm not going to get anyone to I'm not upset, so. honestly. I, not.
1: Like, it's, it's good.
0: To be fair, I feel this way about Ossiark Bone Reapers. Like, for many Ossiark Bone Reapers, and, and next week I'll have uh, Alice, who, who did a uh, – she did an article on Goonhammer about Ossiark Bone Reapers. She's going to be coming on next week, and we're going to talk about that as part of spooky September. Uh, start talking about you know spooky soul stealing elves tonight. We'll talk about some spooky skeletons next week. Um, I don't know how I'm gonna gonna make uh party at the all point scary, but I guess Tomb King Tristan is like kind of scary attractive. So there's that. Like, um, no, it, it's uh, Osirik Bone Reapers. They did get a battle tome, like going like kind of in 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 the edition and it feels like they were a sacrificial lamb for making command abilities better for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like, it, because, like, they essentially took... It wasn't just, like, the volume of command abilities that were able to be spent, but, like, the whole notion of, like, how Ossiark Bone Reapers played sort of interactively with their command abilities. <laughs> it's spooky how nice we are. It's spooky how Canadian you are, eh? Yeah. Um eh? <laughs> Something more <to> <laughs> Yeah. Um... Yeah, the um, but like the interactivity of, of RDP, which is something that I don't think people usually. If you're, if you're not learning, playing to learn, you know, if you're not playing for the part as part of the uh, hashtag get goodening, you might you might not like notice an army's nuances you won't notice it with idk you just think that they line up and get the alpha right like you know you, it's just this this happens for the 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 boogeyman armies or the the bobby out there as you called it i like that a little bit better um like it, it just it, it just happens like people just turn off their brain the thing's op i can't beat it and you 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 can really all the stuff the osiark like bone reapers players were saying last edition like with everything distilled away we were correct about everything the whole time. You know, it was just like, and by we, I mean me, me specifically. I was right. I, I was right, everybody. Um, you and all the voices. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, like, but but what happened with, with RDP and what command abilities look like right now in in, in in 3.0, where they come from, how they're projected, how they're spent, like how you get like extra from your extra generals now, having extra Jennies. Uh, whereas before, you know, like, for every one of our heroes we got... Like, it's it's just a, like, a facelift of Ossiark Bone Reaper's RDP. And the whole fucking game is better for it. So I'm not too salty that my unique snowflake thing had to, like, sort of be sacrificed for the, the holistic betterment of the entire game. I can't be upset because all of AOS got way better yep. for it. And... Agreed. Uh, I mean... This isn't one of those, uh, like, the Game of Thrones moment. I want I want everyone to know that I did it. Like, I want, it, you know, like, I, I just have an like, image of, like, Catacross's was- face, like, superimposed instead. Like, make a meme, like, you know, let AOS 3.0 know that it was me. Like, you know, yeah. like-, <laughs> like... I like that, actually. Yeah. And and that's that's all I ask is just as long as three knows that it was Catacross, it was the bone daddy himself that that his, through his benevolence and Nagash's great prescience uh, everyone enjoys this now. Um, it, it would be nice if we get a wave two, which is like I've heard the faintest of whispers of, right? Um, and it's pure speculative. I, I think it's all mostly speculation off of like the 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 one box Shadespire or whatever, like. I, I'm not putting a bunch of stock in, in the fact that we saw one Archer, but, no. but it'd be cooler if they did like,
1: <laughs> like, well, I mean, even, even so like with Shadespire, when they just did uh, a Soul Raid and when, um, when yeah. Vince and Tom did their like fixing items show, like I was like spamming checks. I'm just like, I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. And one thing that I actually thought or that I posted on there was, um, on foot, on foot so like the eel riders like the spartans yeah having them on foot instead of just always riding eels yeah And i was just like that would be a good like it's another infantry piece then you could like have you know an actual proper sword and board not sword and board excuse me but like spear and spear and shield army and i was just like wow this would be great and then they're like we're gonna do that but we're gonna do it with light elves instead and i was like oh
0: <laughs> well i mean that's that's a whole just it's it's so true. It's it. The meme is isn't even a meme anymore. It's just that it's just how it is. Sorry, but LRL get to do it. Everybody like whatever it is, the thing that you thought would be awesome for your army, they got it. Yes, uh, and we it. and we all just need to kind of get over it a little bit. <laughs> you know, I maybe I'm too uh, too dismissive. Uh, I you know how people feel is you know you're you're allowed to feel however you feel. You can't you can't help it. You know, you have all kinds of internal uh, biases and programming, gene stuffs, your soul, whatever's going on. You are who you are, and you're going to react the way you are. It's what you do with it. For me, that's the worthier part. You know, if you, oh, you go ahead.
1: Um, when you, when you said that just then, and I and I apologize for cutting you off. When you when you said like how you how you make people feel like and that's that's a big part of like the community that I really like is how welcoming they are mm-hmm. to complete strangers. Like to people that they've never met before like we have people that are just like being very outgoing and yeah. doing everything they can to welcome them into the community and i know that it was one thing that we had mentioned or that we had talked about uh, offline before was um, with michelle my wife um when we were at lvo uh the gentleman that was toing the event in round four or five and this is my story about a renaissance man i respect it he came over yeah he came over to our table and he saw that she was sitting there and she was, you know, like, twiddling on her phone, TikTok or something. I can't remember what it was. And he asked her if she was, you know, if she was playing in the event. She said, no, you know, she was just here to you know, see the sites and support and everything. And he asked if there was an army that she, you know, th- did she pay attention to it? Did she like any specific army? And she said that the one army that she really liked was Nighthawk because she liked the Black Coach, Lady O'Linder, and uh, the Chain Raspers and or excuse me not the chain us but uh she, she said it was king dude uh, yeah uh, that uh court of the craven king excuse me yeah um and so he was just like oh okay fair enough and so we sat there and we talked for a minute and we finished our game and we go home and like two weeks later i have this giant box at my doorstep and i'm like what it was like somebody finally found out my address and they actually shipped me a horse head this is here, here finally like, it I've has practiced. happened like it is yeah I've, I've practiced for I... this i'm ready yeah let's do it So i, I put it on <laughs> I put it on the kitchen table i've got my glasses on not my sunglasses i've got like actual glasses on I'm like this is going to explode it's going to be like i like
0: this visual better if you're wearing the sunglasses but <laughs> this is not. like you man. Know? No.
1: so like i'm standing there and i'm just ready i'm like this thing's going to explode it's going to be glitter everywhere it's going to be awful and i'm going to be cleaning this up for like six weeks and i open it up and there's a silver hammer there and i'm like i pick it up and it says second place renaissance man and i'm like well, clearly this is to the wrong person. So I like I set it down and I hope I keep opening it. And it's a black coach, Court of the Craven King and Lady O'Linder. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm looking at it and then there's a note in there. It says, welcome to the hobby. Yeah. And I was like, you sneaky devils. Yeah. And that was the that was my prize support was the Court of the Craven King for for her because he came over and he knew that I was going to win, I guess, in round five and that was it
0: yeah no that's fantastic i mean and for me that's that sort of like inclusion opening the gates and trying to get more people to play our great game i mean that's that's pretty much what i i i set out to be an ambassador for like it's just to try to get people to like i love this game and so i know it's great and why wouldn't i also want people to like play this game that i love and know is great like that shows that they have good taste 'Cause I have good taste. Like um <laughs> it's, exactly. it's perfect taste, yeah. Um, <laughs> um No, I, I mean I mean that's that's awesome. I mean that's really awesome. I mean I I, th- I think about you know like the, the the sort of like you know, the first hit is free, right? Like and then you're here. Um but no, I mean the the community is just there's nothing like it. I mean it it's to, to have these bonds that I have with people have literally carried me these last two years, um, just through some some really some just stuff, and having the, a, a game to look forward to and to talk about all the time, and um, you know, it it's it's special to me. Like I, AOS is special to me, and and you have great tournaments like like NashCon and Circle City Clash and Bruce City Brawl coming up this weekend, which I'll be making an appearance at. I'm not, I can't, I just can't take the whole weekend off. I just it's too, it works too rough. Um but I'll be making an appearance on Saturday uh help help Brendan sell some raffle tickets, see some friends, maybe buy buy a couple people a couple beers, just hang out and distract them from their games, uh you know, uh proper sportsmanship stuff. Uh no. <laughs> um yeah, it, it like it, the, these tournaments like the the grassroots of, of it all, the the sort of like personal connections sort of direct interfacing like that for me is is kind of what makes age of sigmar special i made for how embarrassingly long i played magic the gathering i made a mere like fraction of friends and i think part of, a lot of that is i was in a different mind like mental space back then it's not just a treatise on mtg and the mtg community i, I was in a different headspace then too you know that we got to be you know acknowledge all factors there um but the the amount of friends i made in aos in in just one year the first year i did tournaments the number of people i knew coming out of it like and that i genuinely feel a connection to and talk to frequently dms whatever look forward to every year getting back out to tur- i'll i'll be back to tournaments next year and you know everyone can see my my smiling uh, unkempt face uh <laughs> <but> <laughs> No, see, that's Kemp. It's a good beard. This is, this like, fucking... The, the squirrel fuzz I've got going on here. The patching. Well, so,
1: somebody even made the comment earlier that we're like, oh, well, you're you're so nice, you're too nice, or whatever it was. I don't, I don't remember who in chat said it. I don't actually have chat open. Um, just looking at Discord here. But it there it, that's true to a point, but my first interaction to get into the Midwest with Brendan was getting <laughs>
2: completely
1: <laughs> destroyed at atc um to yeah. to the degree and i kid you not i've sent him this i printed off his tweet when i was at my last job and i hung it in my cubicle as motivation for whatever i was slacking because i'm like i ain't gonna get my ass kicked like that again get back to work
0: it, what, what do you, i'm sorry what did you print off and have in your office like his oh, okay. tweet or yeah so
1: okay so he tweeted Brendan, he tweeted this picture of the board at, like, the top of two, top of three, something. Something way too early in the game for it to be as bad as it was. And I had like, nothing. I had, like, two squads of nomarty and a Tidecaster against pre-nerf Gristlegor. And the issue was, and I learned this very quickly, and I used it in the next game, actually, as a matter of fact, because I went up to Brendan and I told him that, thank you for teaching me this, I immediately utilized it. Um, yeah, I put like eighteen eels off the board um, against Flesh Eater Courts. Uh, that was running Ghoul Patrol.
0: Oh my God! It was the uh, you. You were the meme. The, it was um. There's a meme with uh, yeah. of this in 40k where like the guys' yeah. bikes are all off the table. and yeah. Brendan did that to you. That was you. Yeah. That's right. That that was, you. That was, I was. I referenced man. that like last week or the week before, and I, I couldn't remember who he did it to. That, yeah, that was man. you. <laughs> that was, yeah. It was.
1: And. The worst part was I was still too new and stupid to realize how bad this was going, but now looking back on it, there was a gentleman I don't remember his name, but he was playing. He was playing Shootcast at ATC, and I remember he looked at me. He was like, "I'm so sorry," and I was like, "Oh no, I'm good, I'm good." (laughs) Because Brendan goes, "Ghoul one inch, Ghoul one inch, Ghoul one inch, Ghoul one inch, Ghoul one inch." Does this whole squad? He goes, nine inches, eight inches." ghoul one inch ghoul one inch and so then he's just like all right your turn i was like great uh where can i bring my eels at and he goes over there like, oh. but that's not anywhere close he goes i know I'm Like, okay well i
0: guess i'll bring my eels in over here
1: he's like cool here comes my uh here comes my terror guy so i was like okay yeah i guess i lose
0: amazing amazing well i mean i, I mean so, I mean, I, I guess there's, like, a, a lesson in sort of, like, attrition and, and the sort of, like, keeping with it, too, that, you know, you can have some negative experiences, too. Like, Nick's is, you know, he, he's had some, some gains. Like, he's, his stories with some first games with some people are, they're not good stories, you know, they, they're not, like, nice stories. They're they're bad interactions. But, like, the sticking with it and the forgiveness, the capacity for that, I think, you know, you have to have, like, humility, you know, mm-hmm. um, so you possess humility and then the community has to, you know, have the forgiveness. And, and between those two factors, like, yeah, sure, man. Like, you know, well, like... that
1: was that was the craziest part was because when, when I would lose in magic, like my wife tells me, like, you would see my neck get red because I'm just getting so flustered. Yeah. And I remember when I lost to Brendan, I didn't get mad. And he kind of he asked me, he was just like, so uh, he was like trying to like. And stole the the murdered deer, and it was like so. Um, what, what what's uh how's the rest of your team doing, buddy? And I like I looked down and I see like I don't I don't even know what our chaos player was playing, but I know that we had somebody playing Nagash, and he was like into a mirror matcher with like 120 stabbas or something. I don't remember what it was, but it was bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I told him I was just like, oh, you know, it was blah 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 blah. And then I I kind of came to the conclusion, and this is what I told him, and he actually mentioned this. Uh, on the podcast recap that they did for ATC, um, what I told him, I was just like, I'm actually not mad. And he says, really? And I said, yeah, you just strictly knew more about this game than I did. Yeah, yeah. Like, You knew more about how to play this than I did, and I was just completely outplayed. Yeah. He goes, oh, okay, and we we talked about it for a minute. So, like, I remember I actually got like, a notebook, and I'm like, please keep talking. And so like I just started taking notes, and that was when Brendan and I actually kind of met each other.
0: Yeah, yeah That yeah. was
1: my introduction to the Midwest, I should say.
0: Yeah, and he he found out you you'd played Magic the Gathering, and he and he had you reach out to me too, so yeah, uh, to help. Yeah, no, I remember that. No, I, I I um I don't know, like I guess there's just like this sort of like not to be too hopeful, but honestly, I'm feeling more hopeful today. I, I want I want to put some hope out there in the world for everybody. I mean, you can attrition can be a good thing if you're you're looking to learn and and you know, uh, sort of like be humbled by whatever it is going on and. And just like, I don't know, it, it it there's something good in that too, you know. My my first tournament was like trying to figure out if everyone that I was playing against was really that nice, you know, right. and um, like you know, and and uh, you know, just no, every round being like, are they really like? Where's the other like? Where are they gonna like got? When's the gotcha coming, right? Yep. Like and uh, you're waiting
1: for the rug to get pulled out. You just...
0: Yeah. Yeah, just waiting, and it never came, and then going to my next tournament and being like you know just like well you know I'm bringing the wrong meth to these events if you know this is and uh, you know th- I remember the feeling like how awful I felt because I like you know n- again no one know- knew my narrative no one n- that's not true Christian knew who I was um <laughs> mostly nobody knew who I was and uh if anyone did know me they just knew that I was the friend of of that Haywo hey guy right like and uh and I remember like walking up to the table and like I would have Nagash like, you know, in my in my army case and I had Nagash in my hand and like people would see me just put Nagash on, they'd already be going like, uh, Nagash, right? And maybe busting my chops a little bit. The story I didn't know is like that Brendan and Detroit had been terrorizing the Midwest with Nagash for just like a whole calendar year. <laughs> that I show up here, this new guy They don't they don't know that like I'm the guy who's willing to get a, a Nagash tattoo on his forearm because he did some shit for charity. Like they, they, you know, they don't know any of that about me, and but, you know, again, that goes, you know, both ways. Now, by the time I end of that tournament season, I'm walking away with the best sports on the most hated, the most hated single model at that time, the the God-trick of his time, right? Like the everyone, oh, everyone's just running Nagash and Grimgast Reapers, ah, you know, and because people, you know, kind of like let me come out of my shell and like sort of introduce myself to the community and I you know going to enough events people started to know me they're like no no no, he really does just love this he really yeah. does just love like Nagash that much you know he really does love Skellingtons and you know like uh, uh, I'm taking a little bit of a break from from uh, from Osiarch Bone Reapers right now to play my Soulblight Gravelords for me it's just like a homecoming I'm going back to my LON stuff uh, with some new models thrown in because there's new models and they're cool um, and I want to play them especially the Vangorian Lord. It's sweet and brings a great steroid. Oh, yeah. um, but like, it, yeah, so like, you know, and, and I don't know, like, I, I think with you sticking with IDK, I think you're going to start to see some real dividends um, with that. Because it's one thing to like, again, like th- that sort of identity gets gets kind of lost in the shuffle when you're on the, the big thing. And again, this isn't like, hey, don't play the popular thing or hey, don't play the, the fill thing. Uh, I am the first person to tell everybody, if you want to do it, and if you need a net, let's go ahead. Like I don't, I I'm trying to fight those stigmas as hard as I can in, in in age of Sigmar because when you do that, you don't you don't see people, and that's the opposite of what I think is right. You know, like you don't see the person anymore. You, yeah. You know, what is this? Did you buy a bunch more? <laughs> LRL, disgusting.
1: Those are all sentinels. <laughs> uh...
0: Disgusting. <laughs> Seventy. Oh, man, great. It's great. <laughs> I'm trying to like be like man this is cool playing eel still oh like,
1: yeah you're just like yeah, you've really stuck with it and I look over and I'm like one two three seven boxes of wardens seven boxes yeah never mind I
0: take it, it all back you're a filth monger and I hate you no um <laughs> eight foxes and I'm just like huh yeah yeah, yeah do you have like a, do you have a what is it the the, the three foxes or whatever do you have three four foxes, foxes yeah. four foxes you got four foxes ready to go cool yeah. I I hope so yeah, everyone's getting they're, mad. They're at
1: assembled p- on. My, they're assembled in on my other desk.
0: Perfect, um, perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not even mad. I love it. Um, people should do that. Like honestly, if if something's a, like a problem, fucking play it. Like, you know, it's I, I, another thing against comp would be like if people aren't playing that. How does the company holistically understand what problems are? Mm-hmm. If if you comp it, like, also it's really. Oh, it's really fucking fun and hilarious when things are, like, kind of OP. Like, I I giggle a little bit, personally. But, yeah. um.
1: So, let, let me ask you a question. I want to bounce one off of you. Because we, we talked about at the start of the show um, about how, with Arceon how you, you have to, like, help him out a little bit to make him into the, the boogeyman, Baba Yaga, that he is. Right. If you were going to nerf Arceon, would you nerf Archaeon or would you nerf Disciples of Zinch?
0: I like what they did. I actually
1: all- think I think I know how you fix it. Well, I don't it, think you can benefit from destiny dice.
0: I don't care. It's the it's it's a cool interaction. Like I, so I've got the thing. The problem is is I got several different takes that mm-hmm. aren't about what you just asked. They don't. I think destiny dice are a problem. Period. Yeah. Bookend. End of story. Like okay. I don't think destiny dice should be Zinch's mechanic. Now I am not a Zinch player. Uh, like, I defer to the wisdom of, like, Zinch players and how much they love their mechanic. Um, I think it should be re-rolls. I know we got rid of re-rolls systematically, but it, it they should have, like, a set of... The, they should keep some random trade-off. I think I've heard... I heard some other take, like, they can't refill them. Like, there are... Like, Destiny Dice as they exist are a problem. Period. Just, like, that is that is, that is a take separate. Um, that agree. is separate from the Archeon question. What happens with Destiny Dice is when Zinch is good... They get really good because Destiny Dice. And when Zeech is bad, you don't see how much of a problem Destiny Dice are. Like, so they're this thing that will take an army that's really good, or like, good, and then just push them into, like, just... It makes it virtually impossible to balance the army, the, the army correctly. So Destiny Dice, as stands out of package, I just don't think should exist. This issue, by addressing Destiny Dice... Would yes help uh, the Archeon problem? He can't like auto slay stuff now, right? Like, right. you know that he can't auto slay. He can't auto
1: complete the agendas.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like he, you just you you remove that from the from the from from his toolbox. Now I don't mind you re rolling for it and like trying to get hot twice. That's that's fun. That's like casino wall. Like that's fun. Like ooh, like your your opponent's like sweating. Like please don't roll the doubles. Okay. I'm going to use two Destiny dice, and, like, he grabs up the two dice, and he starts re-rolling them, and you're just like, no, oh, no, not again. That's fun. That I like that. Just being like, <laughs> gotcha, fuck that, and the fact that they can re just replenish them constantly, that's, it's it's got to be either or. You can either replenish them, and, you, and they're random re-rolls, or you can't replenish them. And, they're you, static. Yeah, so, it's got to be something. Um, I still like the idea of them playing with Fate, and, like, you know, Fate spinning and stuff like that, like, in, in some way, but it, it can't be as it sits, out of the package, out of the tent. So yes. that's, again, separate question. Uh, more directly to your question, I think they kind of largely, by and large, did fix Archeon. They addressed with him I directly. They directed, they, yeah, the Eye of Ed and sorry, I think I called it Beaver Power before. With the Eye of Ed and they very directly identified his sort of, like, staying power being a problem. And just... It's cool to have like a best day ever steroid and yay like and then just once per that's fine, um, like it's again now we're gaming for it. I know that you've got this resource you're going to use. I'm going to try to like figure out when you you is best for you to use a resource. I'm going to try to get you to burn it early, right? Or I'm going to try to get navigate into a position to where if you do burn it, it doesn't mean anything to me, right? Like, that's fine. That. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you can only use it in your hero phase, right? It's not even, like, any hero phase.
1: I, th- I think it's only, like, the owner's hero
0: phase. Might be. I, I don't remember the specific wording. I know I once per turn, and I'm, like, fixed. I don't need to read the rest of this. Like, right. um, it, it, it's an impactful, it's it's technically a more impactful buff than before. So, like, it, it is a little bit of column A and column B, yeah. you know. But the static... game
1: abilities usually are.
0: Yeah, it's fine. It can be powerful. Like, I don't care. Like, you're allowed to be great. I will always say that. Um, but, so, like, they... Spe- I think they specifically identified the correct thing with Archeon. The problem, if they had nerfed Archeon in other ways, is, like, it should be fun to just take him in a and Nurgle because you're the Archeon guy and you love Archeon. It should just be fine to do that. You know, like, it... Yeah, I know there's one really good corn build for Archeon right now, but it- that's not the problem build. That It's a great build. You're allowed that's to right. be great. Um... And then, so, so, like, Archeon, I think they, they addressed him exactly as... they You you could you can always address numbers, you can always tap points up or down a little bit. I don't think he really needs to go up much. He's pretty fucking expensive, and he, you get what you pay for, it feels like. It feels right. Just like with, with Nagash, like, like you're allowed to be absurd. Just cost an absurd amount. Like, it's fine, I don't care. Um, then they address Zeench in its own separate problematic ways, which is, like, making horrors just more of a feels-good on the table. I think is going to have opponents of Zinch less exacerbated or ex- uh not exacerbated um exasperated, sorry, two different words. Uh people are going to be less flustered playing against Zinch and so they're going to play to their potential a little bit better and maybe see some of these other flaws that exist in Zinch a little bit more. So it's going to expose Zinch a little bit. It was a healthy change. It didn't up and just fucking shelf everybody's horrors because you shouldn't have done that. That those changes are garbage every time they do it, and every and every person out there who screams for an army to be nerfed into the ground because it was powerful, uh, you're you you are bad, and you should feel bad. That's a terrible take. These people paid money for their models too; they get to play with their fucking toys. It's a toy. It,
1: it's sorry.
0: So so uh, again, they 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 hit Archeon in the smart way. They hit Zinch in the way they kind of should have. Um. But de- as long as Destiny and the Dice exist as they do there will always be problems tuning Zeech and so I mm-hmm. wish that they would just go back to the basics and reimagine Destiny Dice. I've given two examples now of how I would change them uh, I'm sure Zeech players have like a thousand ways they could change them and I know that there's much smarter people out there than me uh, who could design something way better um, yep. but as out the ten, out the these Destiny Dice are busted. Did that answer your, was that satisfactory? To yeah, that? By,
1: by and large yeah it, okay. it definitely did
0: Yeah um, I like Castellet. Um It's hard to get those those Blood Knights right now. Uh, Virko's Dynasty is is best Dynasty though. You're allowed to. I mean, I own a Virko's Dynasty T-shirt, so like obviously, uh, it's the best. You really? Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, nice. um, no, I like I like uh, Virko's, and and Eye. I like all three of the, the new ones. They're great. Uh, I think Legion of Blood has some like some insane tech. Uh, just just waiting. And uh, anyone that can play Graveguard as as battleline, wonderful. That's the goods. Wonderful, yeah. So, um, yeah, no, Virkos is the best. There's always going to be a the best, and I think we need to stop worrying about there being a the best. Uh, from like narrowing our vision and give fixing us in some fucking terrible perspective where we can't see out of our own ass about other things that need more addressing or or you know you know like right now ivory host is still trash does that mean that you should go in and nerf like mortis praetorians and and elite in osiric bone reapers no like fucking fix ivory host like you know like um i had a thought you just brought it back to me thank you yeah you're welcome um no so like you're allowed to have the best but like what else is... Like, what's the gulf between the best and the not the best look like? And that's what you need. That's where people should be focusing their attention. Not on that the thing is the best. There will always be a the best. So, so
1: there was there was actually a, a take that I had before we got, like, the full Broken Realm series dropped. And we saw, like, the implica- implications that it brought to ALS. And my theory was because there were of course there were people clamoring for like nerfs to i don't know back in 2.0 They were just like Nerf fields. it it was it cars.
0: was again it was modal it was constant it was it always like, was like the the main hatred focus month it shifted focus month to month ghb to ghb it was scaven it was fac it was slonash like uh, ij for a, for a very short period there between their battle tome and the ghb they people were hating the casino ij uh or casino Wall ij where they just had infinite walls basically that they could stack like uh there was always a thing that people hate the most idk wasn't that but it was like the most consistent right there. yeah
1: so my my take back then was that the the way you nerf eels was not actually nerfing eels it was making something else in the book playable because yeah. the book was so poorly written for 2.0 like after we were into 2.0 for so long that I told people, it was just like the reason that you only see eels at tournaments is because there's nothing else in the book that's worth taking. Yeah. As soon as Broken Realms Morathi dropped, a Leviathan was all, in almost every single IDK list.
0: Oh, every IDK and player,
1: three hundred something yeah. points worth of eels that they are no longer taking. Yeah, that is a good change.
0: Yeah, well, I mean that that's the parody within the book. Like, just give people an excuse they want yep. to play their sweeter stuff. Trust me, yep. nobody I likes lot. Yeah, nobody wants to play spam builds. Mostly, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I respect the person who just wants to put the most clan clan uh, clan rats they possibly cl- can on the table. Respect, you know. Like, sure. you want to put the most the horde. Like, I I don't actually mind spam as like a thing that people do. It's when it's the only thing you can do that yeah. it, that I have a problem with it. And and it's yeah, you could technically have ran thralls before, but like, you, you really couldn't. Like, they they didn't. They actually don't function with a one inch reach on a 32 mil base like you're not playing the game of age of sigmar even so even the people really wanted to um you know like uh, again like just just give me an excuse i'll play the other stuff that that's why the SBG battle tome is i think a, a really healthy one i have an excuse to play skeletons even though everyone's like high on zombies i'm like i have an excuse that's all i wanted like cragnos
1: or Kragnos came out a is now playable
0: like that's, that's what they, that's all they need. Just like
1: give, give, like give them, don't take away their walk the route routes though. I don't know how that got. It's, it's fixed. That's fine now. It's they, fixed. They you know, fixed it. Yeah. The, the joke, the joke still gets to stand for at least another week or so. It's true. But it's that's, true. that's the thing is that like, there was, there was just nothing else to play. Like the, so I won in 2020. I went to, yeah, 2020, I went to Armed Forces Day up in Chicago and I won, like I, t- I took it down. Yeah. Um, the most I lost was, like, four Eels in one match. And that was to mm-hmm. Because it was voltarnos of Solskjaer in 27 Eels. Like, 27 more Sargard. There was nothing else for you to take in the book before Broken Realms and Marathi came. And yeah. then, Marathi
0: comes out. Turtles are good. Sharks are good. Eidolons are good. Ship it! Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Well, and... Yeah, no, I mean... And that's the thing, is, like, they, again, you've got to be aware of the gulf between the best and the other st- The not the best. That's... The thing. I wouldn't worry so much... Like, if, if the best is so clearly out of bounds, like, obviously. There are really actually very few cases of those, though. Something that is so the best, it it's it's the problem ruining everything. Usually it's a matter of just the other shit not being desirable. Like, almost always. There's there's a couple of exceptions. You know, Slaanesh, everything was kind of, like, pushed and kind of a little bit out of bounds. But even then, there are stuff in that book where you're like, you wouldn't take it because of how... Much better, you know, keeper of secret spam was at the time at its peak power, right? Like, again, players just want an excuse to play with their their cool shit, and they should have it. They should be allowed to play with their cool shit. Um, I too want to run one unit of everything in my book, and and like not feel like an idiot for want, for trying to do it, you know? And then I show up to the table and I go, or show up to a tournament, and I go zero and five because like literally the army doesn't function. No, you got a problem, fix it. So, hundred percent agree. Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember reading the IDK book after I first got it, wanting to not play eel spam, and every part of the book was just like play eels over and over and over again. And and there's, I mean, but the, I mean that that's another thing is like because eels were so d- the best, so cost efficient. Yeah, it it was hard to see the underlying problems with the book, which is the fact that like your your sub allegiances pretty much are non-existent. Like they really don't do do much of anything. Uh, rituals are a cool idea, they're not really fleshed out. Like. You know, like, like, there's so many different things in there that, like, had like were a good idea or, or weren't put, but weren't pushed far enough, or like, honestly, like a bad idea with some of the, uh, you know, just some of the. There's, there's two sub allegiances worth a damn thing, and the rest are just like immediately forgettable.
1: Right, no, I agree.
0: Uh, so yeah,
1: you have the one that can flip tide, and you have the one that re rolls wounds against monsters, <laughs> and the rest. Yeah. they're cool for paint schemes, I guess.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah, no, I mean you can win some hobby hero awards. That's cool, man. Like, um, yeah, and, and again, it, and I I think that psychologically speaking, players against stuff when they don't see such like egregious, like sort of spamming the best thing, I think they're more forgiving of armies being good, for the most part, like it, it, because they know that they're not going to see all eels all the time. Which is where 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 Sons of Behemoth are kind of like an interesting thought experiment for me. How long before the the will of the community turns against Sons of Behemoth? Like, like, like with an IDK, or does the destruction, the destruction sort of wacky uncle, like shtick that destruction kind of gets to where everyone likes it a little bit more? Does that hold longer? This this is a uh, philosophical question. I I don't know. I don't know if there is an answer. I don't I don't know it. Um, I'm just curious. Like, does the community continue to be like, "Oh, goofy uncle, sons of a behemoth," ha, ha ha or do they start to get upset that they they every tournament they go to, the most common list is seasoned to taste a bunch of a bunch of fatties. Like,
1: I I almost wonder if they're just getting like getting away with highway robbery because of uh, Go Trek and Archaon. Like that's what people are focusing on. Like that's where all the vitriol is. Is like, oh my god, I can't kill the ginger midget. Or oh my god, I can't yeah. kill the three-headed dragon, and then like sons of Bammet are just like,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, and that's part of it too. Like that that happened with um with Daughters of Cain for just like an entire edition. Like people's ire was always somewhere else, so Daughters of Cain was kind of just constantly squeaking. Every now and they get like a light tap down, but it it maintained its like uh, above sixty percent win rate the whole the whole edition, it's which is intense. a
1: fantastic win rate by
0: the way. Oh yeah, great. Great. If you're, if you're, if you're, if you're pl- oh, like over 55, you're, you know, like MTG, like I love decks that could 50, like that could 55 the field. Like, hell yeah. Give it, you know, yeah you
1: you top eight with 55s.
0: Yeah. Um, and you had something sitting at like fucking 60 plus birthing pod. Yeah. Yeah. Survival bant when I, when I was first playing it. Right. But, um, like it just, it just didn't really have like a hard counter. Um you had the force of will for some of the, the problem uh combo decks out there, like so she didn't have enough. You didn't need it. Like you were No, I'm saying
1: that like your predators didn't have enough to like they didn't have enough toolboxes to actually deal with you.
0: Right. That was right.
1: that was the issue.
0: Right. It was like it was just it was a raw resource issue.
1: Like you could you could run out like mid like mid level threats until you actually were ready to do survival of the fittest, and then you were just like, Oh, you don't have any force of wills. Bye.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh Noble Hierarchs were fucking cash money too in that deck at the time, um, and they got one up eventually by a different bird, a color bird. Like they're always better color birds, right? Uh, yeah, I remember reading the educate. Uh, we caught up on that. It's why people hate my be- Battle Tome Hearthguard Berserker so much.
1: <laughs> I mean, oh, and- oh, so that's actually a fun. That's a fun discussion. I don't know how long you actually want to go tonight, because I can talk about this stuff all night long. Uh, I'm good to go um, for
0: a, at least another half hour. We'll- all right. Cool. So, so.
1: Um. So you, earlier you brought up the point of like Nagash being a thousand points, or Archaon being a thousand points, or Gotrek being criminally undercosted and moving four inches. So this is actually something for everybody that's listening. Um, it's something that I had to really work on myself for a long time, and maybe just like kind of voicing it. Maybe it'll kind of like
0: yeah, talk your way through the problem, right? Yeah.
1: If you cannot deal with the threat piece, you need to find a way. To remove either a the threat piece's potency, or b what the threat piece is surrounded by. Hmm. So if you know for a for a surefire fact that you cannot kill Archaon, Mm -hmm. then you need to understand that attempting to do so is a waste of resources, a waste of your time, and will probably lead to you losing the game. Mm -hmm. Yes, the counterpoint exists. Oh well, he can. You know, if you tie him in combat, he can retreat out. Yes, but he can't retreat and run anymore. And he has a, a plate for a base. So if you're smart with how you're placing your units that are, like, outside, you can make retreating Basically to your important. favor because he will actually have to retreat backwards instead of, like, retreating Yeah,
0: over you can forward. you can set up a Fibonacci sequence where he can't yep. essentially retreat because he doesn't have the clearance to of, you know, without uh, getting outside of three inches of your other units that are there. Yep, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I, I play Nagash enough to know, like, the savvy players are well aware of, like, of... Of how to mitigate one fatty base, uh, like m- monster of a. Of but a... it's
1: it's all the other players that that's that's who I'm like more that I'm talking to. Yeah, because it's the people that get frustrated when they see they're like, oh my god, it's it's Go Tracker. Oh my god, it's our Because we have we have a guy like that that's here in India. He gets really frustrated with himself, and we've been trying to help him out slowly but surely. And explain that kind of stuff of like playing the objectives. Like it's like Battlefield. Like we're not here. This isn't Rust. We're not looking for kill points. Mm-hmm. Like play the objectives. Go for the flags. Pl- beat them on the board. Yeah. Because while yes, it's true. Archaeon and Gotrek can blenderize anything that they touch. Probably. You're going to see it at a tournament. So you have to have a plan for it.
0: Well, and exactly. If your plan
1: is play around it. You're going to have a better time.
0: Yeah. I mean, and that's. that's... I mean, I've I've had games where like it like sort of like peak Nagash, like people just ran away from him the whole game. Yeah. Like, don't feel bad about that. Like, seriously. Like, I'm I'm just
1: like, well, not for you, you you guys. No, me. I feel <laughs> horrible.
0: All I wanted to do yeah. was swing the <laughs> was swing the big stick and the sword. All like, right, of course. Um, no, it, the uh, it, I think that there's a psychological lack of fulfillment to people when they don't see models dying. Like people, 30%. like in our game, they they like to feel things die and. That can become a barrier to like sort of seeing the broader like win conditions of the game when you're like I just want to see the stuff die, like they would rather kill Archeon and lose than not kill Archeon and win, and I think that that's just like I don't have any answers for that. I think that's just how people generally are. I think uh, the
1: mindset that's just who what you are as a person yeah. or excuse me as a player.
0: Yeah, and and so it's it's like I mean how do you get everyone to like switch just collectively switch their mindset, right? I mean, but what you're saying, like, with the problem with Archeon, Sons of Behemoth do that three times. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. <laughs> like, they have three models that do that. And they count for 30 scoring. Like, you know, or, or 20, 20, and 30, right? Like, or or they have two of the fatties and, like, a bunch of babies. Like, it... it they're doing the Gotrick thing, or the Archeon thing, or the formerly Nagash thing, or the Marathi thing. Like, they're doing that, and then they have three Marathis in their army, or three Got... Like, is it forgivable because, every like, it was as advertised, this is the army that only does this one thing? And so everyone's like, yay! Or are people going to, like, become fatigued the more they realize they get back to tournaments and they realize, like, you're think gonna... in time see it. You think so? Yeah,
1: I think in time. But that's that's the thing is we have super powerful named characters that are like the, there are books written in the black library about Archaon and go trick and felix like we have these like characters that are just running rampant and that's where people are like focusing their ire right now and that was why i kind of made, made the little like joke about sons of behemoth just kind of like shuffling along because it, they are yeah and it's it's gonna shoot there's a reason that I can't believe I'm about to say this. There's a reason that arguably the best club in in the United States took like nine of them to a tournament. Yeah. Like nine lists of them. (laughs) It it wasn't like one dude was like, I think this is probably a really good list. I'm going to bring this. And his buddy was like, hey, I think I'm going to bring Warp Lightning Cannons. No, it was, you're going to bring Kragnos and three Megas, two Megas. You're going to bring three Megas and two Babies. You're going to bring three Megas and two Babies. You're going to bring four Megas. And you're just like, Why are there so many giants around me? With, what is with, this? What is without being Jack? a fly
0: on the wall. I know that they, they've got some gamesmanship to them. Like, they'll 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 do it to mess with people. Like, they all brought Nagash to mess specifically with Brendan one tournament, right? Midwest Meltdown. So, like, I know there's some gamesmanship to it. Like, who will ever know? But they wouldn't have done that with, like, Beasts of Chaos, you know? Like... <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, but a brief tangent. I love how hard Beasts of Chaos counter Lumineth realm boards.
0: Oh, BOC are, are way better than they're giving credit for right now. Oh, man, dude, it's hilarious. Oh, no, like, so- as as someone who's who still considers himself firmly a BOC player, even though I haven't, like, taken them out for a sp- Not everyone took anything out for a spin last year, so, I like, I'm fine. So I still consider myself a, like, a beast of Chaos player. Like, they're still my vacation home, predominantly. It's them and Slonash were kind of building the, the second vacation home. But, like, um like i'm like i'm like is everyone sleeping on this? like unlightened on discs are good again and they were a problem before in the same way that eels were yeah beast claw raiders are really hard counter to lrl beast claw raiders or Beasts of chaos beast of chaos i am not sure if I, I minced my words or whatever it's no, it's easy beast to say chaos. beasts and say the wrong thing um of chaos. painting for giants seems like the less of a hassle than building painting basing Two hundred rats. Well, and and the army is is popular. It's it's a slam dunk. Every, like I didn't think there it's were also that like two war scrolls. It's that's it's like it, <laughs> all the things that I would think people would hate, right? Like eels. How many scrolls do I need to memorize? Yeah. Well, everyone hates like like IDK, Hearthguard Berserkers, anything that spams anything, Mortar Guard, anything that spams anything. They hate it. But here's a book that's like you're gonna spam two things, and everyone's like, <laughs> "Congratulations, it. ship it! This is the best book ever printed." Like, I, I'm not. I don't want to come down too hard on on Giants here because I've it like, because some of my best friends play Giants, right? Like, but but there's a there's a there's a there's a curiosity to me because there's a smell test where like I I get Giants and I go, "Hmm, this smells exactly like." These other things people identify as problems, and then I just kind of oh, sit back an and wait. Because, like, I mean, you got to keep in mind in all of my my questioning, like I usually defend the things that are problems too. So I, I would, if 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 the other shoe drops and everyone starts like shitting on Giants for a bunch of reasons, some real and some perceived, I would defend Giants too. But like, I'm just curious where the animosity is right now. Is it really just tied up in them? Dinma wrote a. A couple messages here I want to get to. Um, it it depends on if new battle tomes give out tools to deal with them, or if giants standing on objectives are the main problem to solve, and you lose while throwing the kitchen sink at them. Yeah, I mean, there's armies that like books, battle tomes that can't deal with that right now. They can't deal with scoring twenty, uh, like with with two or three score twenty fatties, thirty five wounds apiece. They just they they don't have the tools in their book. Skaven net actually like 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 pretty much but there there's books that just kind of the, the entire thing entirety can't um and uh yeah so yeah i mean if that's if they sit in that if they stay in that space or or as we see points adjustments and things to where like everyone can kind of deal with it but then where does that leave the giants player if everyone can now just deal with like the only way you win games now you, you just have a eight hundred dollar army in three models, and you're just like, here I am. Um, I don't know. I don't. I just. I, I think they're in a precarious situation. This is an army that balances on a blade's edge. Uh, the guys that play op- unoptimized lists that can't kill giants, always standing on the objectives, are the ones that start to hate not competitive players. Yeah, competitive players will always deal with things. Um, they will either build lists that can deal with them or start to play them. Yeah. Well, this this is the um the Vince Venturella take, right? The uh, he's not concerned about like the the what the competitive players think so much. He's concerned about that fat middle and what those players think. I yeah, mean, it's what you have to market to. It's what you market to. It keeps your it keeps your game healthy in terms of revenue by by keeping them happy. Yeah, they're gonna people are gonna be more invested and buy buy more models and stuff like that. It's also a good thing that people can approach your game and have meaningful meaningful games at a mid-tier mid level. You know, I do think a mind toward the competitive in terms of, like, rules and things like that is important in a game that has a win condition. You've got to do that stuff. But if you're the health of the meta, I think of it a lot like pro sports. Like, the peak, the the best tippy-toppest, like, sports get. It like, need a good minor league system or draft system. Farm. If they don't have some sort of like healthy sort of minors or or, or, or draft system, then the big sports, the, the huge sport dries up and shrivels. Like that's the big problem with the NFL right now is is with CTE, like kids aren't playing peewee football anymore. They're going to other – and with the onset of like sort of like the success, basketball's resurgence, uh, like they're going into other sports. And so, if so, that continue. if that sort of the grassroots of the thing dry up, then the big thing, you know, begins to fail. So it's important to to worry about that that you know that sort of the working class of AOS, like that that middle that that grassroots mid tier. You've got to worry about that. I mean, this is something it took me years to like. Process. I I was having a conversation with Vince, and like it, like it finally clicked for me, because I really was like, uh, I think that the competitive players in AOS are very mindful of the health of the game. I think that's a bad that there's there was a bad misnomer that like that people bringing filth are like they're monstrous and blah blah blah. I'm like, no, they usually like care a lot more about the game than like casuals on like a granular level, uh, like Six Nations tournament where they just brought the like busted dumbest shit they could think of. To show games workshop that they had made they'd fucked up i maybe that's what detroit warhammer was doing with with giants to show hey gw this is probably a problem you know like maybe that's what they were doing like i I don't know i don't know but you still got to be like whilst i do think competitive players care a lot about the health of the game um it's you gotta you do got to kind of cater to your grassroots sorry go on right
1: no, I. Uh, it's, it's actually really funny that you mentioned that because I had just watched a video. Uh, I don't know if if it has any interest to you or not. With uh, like LCS, with professional League of Legends. Um, Formerly, I used is... to
0: make money shoutcasting League of Legends. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. So you, you know who Doublelift is? Yeah, of course.
1: Okay, so he actually just did a video. I'll see if I will see if I can. Find uh, uh, it.
0: For, for he is he still playing a uh, 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 ranged? No. no.
1: He, he reti- he's done he retired okay okay he streams which is kind of which is actually where I saw this clip from it was actually really interesting because somebody sent the question to him of like what's your opinion on like the viewership drop in the LCS and the answer that he actually gave was very similar to what you just said because there's not as much there's not as much money to be made and there's not as much like glory in it like you you have this home team that you know you can you can win the summer split for instance and then you go to worlds and then you don't even make it out of groups. Well, if you're not even going to be able to ever win Worlds, where does that, like, where does that gumption, like, what does that drive? Like, where does that give, what mindset does that provide for the kids who are, who that's their dreams, that they want to win Worlds? Well, if they know they can't win it in the LCS, then they're not going to play in the LCS.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And they're going going to go over CSGO and shit right now where where, where, where the US teams are very healthy.
1: Yep, they have this failure at the top level, and because there's a failure at the top level, then the people below it see that they're like, "Well, there isn't anything there," and so then they just depart out, and then those people then end up moving up to the new top level because now there's just like less people. Yeah, and then it just—it's a—it's just a it spiral, erodes like away. Was...
0: Yeah, yeah, it just—it just, it just it, this erosion for this sort of middle out erosion. Um, it's it's almost like blue collar America, and all no, I won't I won't get political with it. <laughs> <laughs> Son, were you about to talk shit about capitalism? No. <laughs> um, uh, if a popular tome can deal with giants to the degree that not all top eight lists are giants, then the giant problem is kind of solved. Even if your tome can't deal with them, they become gatekeepers. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and that that's a healthy way to address it, actually. I think you kind of you nailed it, Dinma, is if you can inject a healthy gatekeeper to giants to where, like, yeah, there's a bunch of fun lists that can't deal with them. But they have a like a natural predator, which right. is, is how I think of it. Like if there's a natural predator that just eighty twenties giants every freaking time, that's gonna decentivize people to just like sp- spam bringing giants to tournaments in mass, right? There's gonna that'll leave only the hardcore players who really love giants on it, and not so much the sort of like well giants is good and it wins and it's easy to build, right? Like I could buy three models have. I mean, it's, it's not cheap, but it's easy. You know, you're right. You know, um, like that's going to that's going to sort of like naturally gatekeep it. Now, the question there then becomes is hard. Does that RPS, RPS exist? What's that? Does it does the does, natural?
1: I was just thinking about that. I
0: don't LRL know is supposed is... to be pretty strong against them. And I, I believe, Who? huh? Who? Uh, Lumineth Real, Realm Lords, from what I hear is no. Sentinel spam good against them?
1: So, okay, here's the problem that you run into is that um, they can kick the objectives to you. And you remember that, that point that I made about the vice on how like you present your opponent with the decision of, like, I need to react to this? Yeah. They do that to you, but you can't, like, by and large, it's very difficult for you to put out that many wounds because you'll pull, you can pull one off. Even the four Fox list can pull off a Mega yeah, on know. top of one. But you got more that are coming.
0: So. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta you gotta, you gotta extend Michael. it. You gotta extend to do it and then you, you might you right. might get get the blowback. I mean to be fair that's how shooting should be. Um you gotta extend to do the OP thing and then you should get clapped back on. Um pop yeah, so uh the ginger is pretty good at eating giants. Yeah, uh Gotric is pretty good sure. at, at at smashing giants. Archeon is, is sufficient. Can you put him in the Pokeball? What?
1: Can Archeon put Megas in the Pokeball? No, they have a can't be slain outright. I did not think
0: role. they could. Yeah, I didn't Um think. Uh but no, I I like what your what your, skaven storm fiends pull off a pull off a mega gargon a, a turn and it doesn't really put their neck out too far because they have suf- usually have sufficient chaff and teleports, so they have a really good but that you've got to be on storm fiends build specifically, right or storm friends. So I know skaven skaven pull megas off like it's their fucking job, right now.
1: Probably should be their job then.
0: Probably like. I don't know that they're a gatekeeper though, because Scaven players tend to
1: your your win percentage against the field is so awful. Like, like that's so like that's that's actually a, a really good point that I've that I've really been hammering home with some of like the Indianapolis guys. Like, like don't build your deck to beat Splinter Twin, or don't build your deck to beat Affinity, because that's the thing is that like if you do so, you're gonna end up skewing yourself so hard in that direction that like your win percentage against the field is gonna go down that you're never going to end up seeing them anyway. Like, well, you can have a 100% win rate against Affinity. Like, hypothetical situation. here. You can have a 100% win rate against Sons of Behemoth, but if you lose every other game, like, if you lose to 60% of the rest of the armies out, that are out in the field, you're probably never even going to see Sons of Behemoth at a tournament. Because they're going to be at the top tables, and you're going to be, like, in the Baby Seal Club. Yeah. Well, it's... like, that's, that's the issue. Like, the issue isn't, like, in you 80-20 Giants. It's can you 80 20 giants and 60
0: 40 to field, or and if you have, or even, you 80, or even 50 50. If, if I can 80 yeah, 20, 20 right. and 50 50, then I will put it on the dice in my piloting skills, you know. Like, yeah, and see,
1: that's the thing, man. Like, that's that's the reason that I've been like thinking on this for a minute. I don't I don't know if it's Skaven, like, yeah, I believe that Skaven could pull a giant like it's their job, and I believe that Lumineth could shoot somebody off like it's uh, well, wardens, really wardens
0: game, right? might do a good job smashing giants. Like, I, I haven't tested it, I haven't even warden's, read the math like yet. The I don't know. I don't know. Shining Force. They're gonna get
1: impact. They're gonna get impact on you. know. Um, can mm-hmm. oof, that would be tough. I, w- I would like to do that math. Actually, I might do that math when
0: we get. No, I, I think that there's some math there to be done, and I mean, is it? It's possible that a non-skew LRL list because I they've got to have the tools in there. There's just so much stuff going in there. A non-skew LRL LR. list, I think. I think could could. Uh, I think they can they can take giants. Um but not like it's their job. Soulblight can actually in fact kill gargants. Uh with an Avenger a, a lord and a, and a with a Vangori lord, a Vangorian lord and a Vlazda, uh you'll pull one you will pretty much be pulling one a turn. Like you 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 can you can do some sh- you can do some stuff. Uh Graveguard also- Graveguard are pretty decent at them like cuz they 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 can tar pit them a little bit and start to pull them down like um you can actually with your recursion, you can actually get to a point where you're you you usually have like a 30 block of Skellingtons. uh 40 right. of skeletons, 30s of graveguard uh you can do a 30 block of graveguard and and outscore your regular uh your regular giant and you're on the 25s you can crowd in on that on that especially if you've been playing deployment properly to not seed an objective to where they can just get in this sort of center um and just cloud it up you can, I like I like my chances against giants with soul black grave lords. Um, yeah. Is is what I'll I'm saying. That, is what I'm saying. Um
1: there's also there's also the point of that you don't have to actually like kill them to deal with them because so like Lumineth have the katholar like she could just like darkness of the soul them because what's their bravery like 7?
0: Their destruction like, their is really low. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's it's pitifully low. So I mean even if you had like voice of the mountain go off their bravery 5. So every time they try to do something
0: you're well if of, you like, if, if you can stop them from getting where they want to go by setting up some Fibonacci sequences and like yeah uh just sort of choking them out from even their much improved uh long strider or whatever long shanks, uh, long shanks? yeah, yeah. You, you can you can crowd them out decently from some stuff like you you play a game against gargants more than I think the average person realizes. Um, because, I mean, you you touched on this a little bit before, like, some of the gameplay becomes stopping them from getting onto the objective to begin with and just keeping them away. Because um, yeah, if
1: they get there, now you've got a problem.
0: Yeah, like, you don't even necessarily... But you don't need to kill a thing if it's, like, if you get it trapped in no man's land. Yeah. You know, ooh, ah. Um, Lord Commander for stor- Stormcast Eternals and Beast's Killbo. Uh Kill So th- these are two things that uh, so maybe the new Stormcast and uh, new Cruel Boys will be gatekeepers for for for, for Gargants. I think that's the healthiest you can hope for for Gargants because, again, while we're talking about Gargants potentially being, like, having the Gotrik pro- problem and kind of sneaking past everybody, it's a whole army. You can't just yeah. dumpster tier it because people are mad, right? Yeah. Like, even if their perception is true, and perception is reality. So, like again, you know, I I remember when Evocators and got nerfed, and they just weren't a problem. Like I've seen this community's ire just put some targets on things that don't deserve it and did nothing wrong, you know. Like, <laughs> but uh, so even even if justified, though, like Soul Boy, Grave or sorry, uh, Sons of Behemoth getting too nerfed would be just an absolute mistake. So I think the best way you do handle them in this case. Because you just need to be more creative with addressing them as as an army. You don't have a lot of wiggle room with points in in the way you fix it. Like you, that's just not how you fix this army. Um, and you're not going to change war scrolls every time that they every time they go out of bounds one way or another. Yeah. You so you you gotta throttle them through the meta, right? Like that's it's pretty much the only way you can is is essentially like through through RPS or rock paper scissors, um. It's pretty much the only the only way you can. I mean, feels bad in terms of like the sort of that grassroots middle out thing we were kind of talking about with, uh, if you're in an LGS setting and you never go to fucking tournaments, your buddy has Stormcast Eternal, or your buddy has, has yeah, one of your friends has Stormcast, one of your friends has has Gargans, one of your friends has Sylvaneth, and you're the Ossiarch Bone Reapers player, every time you play that Gargans player, you're basically going to lose. Like, right. you know, that doesn't, the RPS doesn't help you if you want to get a game with your buddy who just has Gargans. It helps the the health of the game and face it we think of games we think of even if you don't play competitively almost all of our discussion all of our talking heads if it isn't hobby it's competitive it's through a competitive lens.
1: Right. Hmm. So I'm still trying to think if there's an army that does it right now. Cuz like I can't I can't say that I'm gonna trust it to be Stormcast, or I'm gonna trust it to be uh, Warclans, just because I I have no I have nothing to go off of other than like the previews that we've seen.
0: Yeah, I, I mean the, the, it's Warplands. all speculative right now regarding right, yeah. both those armies. There's it's yeah. pure conjecture. There's really there's not enough of the puzzle there to like truly be prescriptive. I think you can have a good inkling or a good feeling. And my Would feelings about it? how how good I think Cruel Boys are gonna come out, I, I think they're gonna be good. And I think Stormcast are going to be uh like hopefully good again. Um, All right. I think both of these armies are are going to be solid. F- Stormcast, I'm less confident about just because like Stormcast has had a lot of misses and only a couple hits in as the poster like child army. So yeah, like space
1: marines the AOS.
0: Yeah. The Ryu. The. the, <laughs> the... Yeah. True. Um. I mean, he throws a Hadoop, and it looks like a twin-tailed comet. Come on, this is the better metaphor, everybody. Um, <laughs> uh, "Cruel Boys." I, I'm a lot more confident in being a being good. Um, they I think that they're they're building on a better base than what Stormcast is building on. Like "Cruel Boys" is adding on to an already
1: pretty good book in War Clans. I mean, yeah, Stormcast I mean, is we're yeah, going in blind on them.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's it's just. Hopefully it's a, it's like a total revamp of Stormcast like they go into the, to they just tink they open up the end they open up the hood get in the guts get in the engine and they just retinker everything. It's just a full rebuild, I hope. Um but I, I think the both armies look decent. Um I I have more confidence Cruel Boys is going to come together. I'm not saying they're going to be the better army. Okay. I have more confidence they're going to be a good army. Um who knows? like I would still agree with that. A 100% brand new army has yet to let me down like in this in this game. Like there's just they just don't they might not well, be the... S tier, but they tend not to suck.
1: What are well I mean what are the next new armies that we're gonna get, allegedly?
0: Uh Chorfs. It's Chorfs. Uh so sure. everyone knows that uh, I single handedly uh willed Soulblight Gravelords into existence by starting the It's Vampires uh, meme. That okay. uh Tom vastly improved by doing it's vampires uh, uh well, that's
1: total war that's stealing
0: so like props to him on that but like i got fatigued with rumor engines and everyone asking me what they what what uh what 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 i thought they were and i j- i would just disposably say vampires um and uh i'm doing that with chorfs now if anyone asks me what uh, what the next army is or what the rumor engines are it's it's Dwarfs. dwarves that's the next army. Um, I think it was for... I, I I think that there's some logic to it. Actually, I think that that there's it's not just me being like flippant. Uh, no, I think that they kind I, of. I, agree. For, I think they've kind of foreshadowed them with uh, uh, with uh, Kragnos. I think I think they they were kind of pretty pretty explicitly foreshadowed with Kragnos, and I think even uh, Luminath the Realm Lords makes reference to something that's. Now they're not going to be exactly legions of Asgore, right? They're going to be, uh, like. They're gonna have like some fantastical new name. They're they're gonna their lore is gonna have a facelift. They're you know it's it's probably not gonna be a one to one, but
1: I thought that I thought that lumines were going up with uh... oh no never mind I don't
0: know mm. I wonder much
1: they're gonna come after me
0: yeah I am one hundred percent convinced that Oathbreakers are going to destruction and I am here for it is that what we're calling them Oathbreakers yeah that's what I've heard yeah. Uh, my first Chaos army incoming. Yeah, Hobgrotz get their stuff from Chaos Dwarves. Yeah,
1: yeah, but, that was what it was. It wasn't Luminet. It was Cool Boys. Yeah, because they mentioned that like the Cool Boys are like serving like Dark Masters or something. Yeah, some shenanigans.
0: Yeah, I I want a I want the Doom Train to be an AOS model. Like, <laughs> give me Doom Train. That that would be so metal. Like, um, if they're Destruction, hell yeah. Hell yeah. You can only
1: move in a straight line though. Like you have to lay there you have to yeah. lay the track.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That dude. was
1: that was a joke I told Vince when I showed him my uh my go on a crab. He was just like so he can only move sideways now, right? And I'm like, No <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, Oathbreakers are the chorfs, but destruction. Oh yeah, huge cannons, like like huge tracts of land, it's... uh hats. Like I'm a big fan of like huge hats, uh Give them the huge hats. Give them Doom Trains. Uh, bring in some of that genie shit again. Like, the jins, those are dope, man. Like, it, it's an army that's just... It's already turned to 11. Like, just... I mean, reimagine it. Get, get some new sculpts. Breathe some new life and lore into it. And boom. Like, this is an army... There's a little bit of a Fermi's paradox here. Like, if it's such a popular army, where are all the players? Like, where are they, right? Um, it seems everyone's on board with Chaos Dwarves, but like, what's the actual market research say on people's interest? Because if so many people are truly interested in Chaos Dwarves, as everyone says, like, where were all the Chaos Dwarf players, right? Like, I mean, and I I say that even going back to like Warhammer Fantasy Battle, like, right. I
1: thought there was a uh, I thought there was a trademark dispute for Forge World with like the guy who held like the actual. Yeah, I like mean they, they were, were difficult, difficult to get.
0: Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they were difficult but to sh- get. But conceivably everyone's some. loved Chaos Dwarves for this long, then everyone should have already owned them. Like it, it, there's just I was interested and then it was Forge World. Yeah. No, I mean right. that's fair. Um th- all I'm saying is is uh I want them. I think it's the next army or I hope it's the next army. And even if it's not the next army, I'm going to keep uh I'm going to keep blasting this horn until they exist. I'm going to speak the truth of my will to the universe until it complies.
1: (laughs) I might have to. uh, I might have to hire you at some point in 2022. Then
0: what's what's that?
1: Eels. What is that? It's an eel. What's that? It's an eel. Oh, I
0: I accidentally did it with another thing. Like I'm like. Like, someone was like, I'm going to need you to concentrate your will on this becoming a thing. And I'm like, all right, I can spare some of my will for that. And then it happened, like, a week later, and I'm like...
1: I am a benevolent. Over. Yeah,
0: yeah. Look, it takes me a lot of energy to conjure entire armies into existence. So I might need a little patience with Chaos Dwarves, everybody, but I am working for it. I want you to know that.
1: We we appreciate you.
0: Yeah, you're welcome, everyone. Um... <laughs> No, I understand. Uh I want the Oathbreakers to be KO but for destruction and ground based. I agree. I think that's a I think that's a good direction. Bull Centaur. Oh yeah. Oh man, just like it literally looks like the fucking Doom Bull like uh like from from Doom, the oh. It it makes itself. Like it, the ideas are just infinite with how awesome this army could be. Chaos Dwarf Pirates. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Except instead of, like, boats, it's Doom Trains. <laughs> and cannons. Like, they just ride the cannons. <laughs> your allegiance ability
1: is like the Sylvaneth Wildwoods, except you lay track all over the yeah, table. Yeah,
0: all over the table. Like, you, you draw... <laughs> That's where you can go? Yeah, yeah. super, you like... Can... Yeah. Yeah. What's
1: your move? Six track pieces.
0: Land boats. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, If it, like, what if they have, like, the Technodrome? From fucking T M N T or like the little like uh the drill shuttles that like that the Technodrome Oh, had.
1: like mole machines?
0: Yeah. Oh so they have That's like their a deep strike. Yeah, they have like a deep strike, but it's like fucking the, 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 the mole machines from the, the technodrome. That'd be so metal. I could dig it. Yeah. Alright, man. Uh anything last thoughts on, you know, competitive AOS, uh Nashcon, uh uh anything you wanna get off your chest? Anything you've been meaning to say? Uh, about any of the, the sort of topic at hand? Well,
1: no, I'm just kidding. Um, I, w- I won't. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I- I'm really appreciative of you having me on, man. Um,
0: this is a lot of fun. Uh, Nick,
1: Nick, Nick, and Mike are doing some really good things here um, with the Indianapolis scene. Um, anybody that wants to come out and uh, give us a try, uh, we're gonna have some events coming up in 2022. We we'll have Indie Storm, uh, and so we're we're really looking forward to. <laughs> have more people get involved and being more involved with the midwest because yeah we're we're definitely one of the younger uh, younger crowds so we're we're looking forward to it
0: yeah no i, I i'm 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 uh i'm throwing out you know joking about like my will and conjuring stuff I, i've been putting a lot of like uh behind hopefully like propping up and and shouting out the indianapolis because i mean honestly the more the merrier like the the more the more clubs the more events the more uh, you know like the more this community grows and accepts more people into it i just think the better it, it all is um it's it's just it's just healthier uh, the more people you get to play with right like um and uh you know hold the line on you know being like totally radical with you know helping people join the game because if you lead by example i think that that has a intrinsic value to to the people that join us like filth mongers like i used to be came here and i just like was able to shed my Magic the Gathering like, sort of, quite frankly, douchebaggery and and just be like, alright, cool, like, this is how it's done around here. And and that seemed like an insurmountable thing to me, but it happened because I played great people who gave me a chance, right? Right. Like, um, so just, you know, keep carrying the torch, uh, everyone. Anything you want to put on Shout? Anything you want to put on Blast?
1: Um... Mike's Mike's Twitter handle is MegabossMike, Mike so give him a follow. Um, Nick's is objectively true which I that's that's great. That's Amazing.
0: Amazing. Yeah. His, his story about uh he wanted to be Dr. True cuz it like be the perfect he like, was the perfect name. He's like so I had two options to either get a PhD or become a rapper and I suck at rapping. Like, a rap.
1: Yeah, he told me that.
0: Brilliant. What a good, what a good dude! Uh, thank you, Dinma. Uh, I I didn't really do much of anything. My hair just does this. Uh, five out of seven, I'll take it. I'll take it. Maybe if I actually ever did anything on purpose, it, I could hit that, the precious seven out of seven. Uh, any any final? Uh, so now the final soapbox. Anything non-gaming related? Anything you need to 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 lay out there before we uh, close out? Some are naturally gifted. It's true. <laughs> No, the hair is my will Spoken to the universe That's <laughs> This is the source of all my power um... <laughs> 5 out of 7 is a perfect score <laughs> Oh, I think we lost him Well, I was just about to close out anyway, everybody So um, Thank you for joining me, chat gang <laughs> Wait, what happened? Oh, Hades triggered because we uh, Dissed on Yukio <laughs> who's the nurse the nurse is my favorite i don't remember who the nurse is she's also not a a, a minor which makes it like i think less weird <laughs> uh, all right chat gang thank you so much for joining us tonight you are the show within the show the reason i do this thing drink your milk pay your taxes and be excellent to each other we'll catch you next time and uh ten thirty, i will be right back I'm finally going to play it. I'm finally going to play Psychonauts 2.